Welcome to the Steve Travelly Show on demand. Don't forget to follow this show so you never miss a minute. In Jersey, 101.5. The streets of Union City. To your nighttime radio. Steve Travelis keeps you in the Jersey, no. From 7 till 11. Live, local, and live. Steve Travelis on New Jersey 101.5. Weekday night, Steve's loud, local, and live. Call him at 1-800-283-101.5. Ah, welcome to Tuesday night in New Jersey. Steve Travelis, you and me till 11 o'clock with so much to talk about. Uh, you're going to have to do most of the talking tonight because my voice is pretty much shot. Uh, you know, it's one thing. It's one thing. Uh, it's one thing. Okay. Uh, shut up. <laughs> Kyle's in the studio with me. Uh, Kyle Forsini, my producer. You know, it's one thing when you take off on a Monday night so that you could scream at the Giants. And God, there was so much to scream at. Which it's, oh, there's always so much. Uh, they looked better last night, though. You know, I mean, they lost by a touchdown. Daniel Jones, you know why you need him. It wasn't his fault. But I digress. But then after screaming my lungs out last night, uh, and I got this, I got this, the worst sinus headache that you, my head is throbbing. Ooh. And I've done the nasal cord, I've done the Advil, I've done the, I, I consider the Revolver. I mean, everything I could think of. And uh, then, no, I didn't, just kidding. Uh, and then, uh, today, I go to the Heightstown Seneca JV game. And the Heightstown Seneca JV game is Seneca, which is about 47 minutes from here. And my son, Albert, was the quarterback. And they got him handed off and handed off and handed off. And finally, they let him throw. And he unleashes a ball that had to be about, I'm going to tweet it out, had to be about 50 yards. That was an impressive throw. A rope. Great throw. A rope in the hands of the receiver. Who they, uh, the referees? I don't know what the hell they were doing. I mean, oh my God! I think Mr. Haney was the referee. Da -da 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 -da. Mr. Douglas, I think he was damn. <laughs> but anyway, uh, he threw a couple of balls. He threw one ball that was another bomb, and the kid they just didn't continue running under it. But I'm telling you, the kid could throw, and uh, he he was doing a good job. They just, you know, I, I mean, I'm not getting into all that, but. You could hear his father screaming on the on, on the uh, on the video when I tweeted out. Uh, so there's a lot of that. So I mean, like my voice is shot. But uh, I digress. Uh, that that'll be out. And tomorrow night, with all these football injuries that are going on, I got to tell you, I mean, it's in my head because you know it's the JV and it's a holiday. So a lot of the linemen weren't playing today. So he's basically, you know, my son is doing his Daniel Jones impersonation out there today. <laughs> That's nothing good. against the other linemen. You know, you never heard of watch out blocking? Of course. You know what that we is? used to call it lookout blocking. Yeah, look yeah. out, Eli! Look out, here uh -huh. he comes! <laughs> okay. So, uh, but it was good. It was good. You got it. I'll, I'll put it out there. The highlights are really nice. Uh, so anyway, tomorrow night, we've got, uh, we're going to talk about these high school injuries. And uh, Matt Bastardi, who's the quarterback guru, 
Uh, he's among the co among the many quarterbacks he has developed is uh, the Notre Dame quarterback. So the backup. So we got a lot of uh, talking about that to do. But tonight, what I want to start off with. Uh, oh, by the way, Don Jameson's coming in tomorrow night. Jim Florentine's calling in. They got the new Terrorizing Telemarketers album coming out. And today is Jameson's birthday, so we wish Don a happy, happy. And, of course, Trevi in tomorrow night with Gemini and Justin Gonzalez, who uh, cut an incredible song for our sales team. It was we amazing. Are the sales team. Uh, we're not going to use it, but it's incredible, you know. Uh, what can you expect? But anyway, uh, so what happened is... Uh, I want to start off today, and you got the story for this, because uh, there's something that happened to you, or sometimes there's someone you know. Road rage. We hardly ever talk about road rage. And this is a road rage incident that took place in Jersey City. And it's one thing, like, when, when, you're, when you get in a road rage incident, but imagine finding out that the guy that you are road raging with is a Jersey City police lieutenant. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, it, it could have, uh, it was averted, a potential road rage incident was averted. It's from NJ.com. I heard Dennis and Michelle talking about this tonight. Uh, when an angry occupants of a double parked vehicle blocking traffic found out the person asking them to move was a Jersey City police lieutenant. Uh, the off-duty lieutenant reported that he was verbally assaulted and threatened after a vehicle in front of him abruptly stopped and double-parked in the area of Vroom Street. Now, if you're on Vroom Street, <laughs> you can't be parked, right? You park on the Park Street. <laughs> I think this is just one of the many reasons, though, that road rage just never needs to be taken as serious. You run into a cop that you don't even know. like He's just on the road. Just get you home. You don't know. I mean, seriously, forget about the cop. You know, people get in cars. And they feel, the car becomes almost like a phallic extension of themselves. Look at me in my car, yeah. especially if it's a fast car. Suddenly they've got, you know, they've got coyunes that they never had before. I'm in the car. I could give you the finger. I could run you off the road. I could scream at you. I could yell at you. And I do all that stuff. <laughs> but, but the idea is that you don't know what's going on in the other car. Nope. You don't know what he's got under his seat, what he's got in his glove compartment, or what he's got. Uh, and it's not exactly that you're a world beater to begin with. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm, most people in today in 2022 are not getting in a lot of uh, fisticuffs. So chances are, you know, uh, it's best to stay in the car. Now, you've got a story you were talking about. Yeah, I was talking to you about this earlier today. Now, obviously, I said it didn't happen to me. It happened to somebody that I sort of know. story goes, um, there was a road rage incident. And the passenger that was with the person that I know a little bit got out of the car with the person that was behind them in the road rage incident. Right. You know, they get into an altercation, and he ended up killing the person that was behind them. Now, it was unintentional. It wasn't as if he did this to try and kill the person, but it ended up happening, and it's just one of the many reasons why road rage, it's not worth it. He hit him. Yeah. And now, what, what, was, the, what was the outcome? Do you know what the outcome was? Did he ever go to court? He's was in there, prison now. He's in prison. Yeah, over a little road rage incident. Over right? something like, that stupid. Exactly. You, like, and you mentioned it earlier. You just never know yeah. what somebody's got, what it is. It's just not worth it. it. It really isn't. You don't know what the story is. You don't know you know what people are experiencing. You don't even know the reason. There's a guy behind you. You're driving in a, First of all, you're driving in a left lane. There's a guy behind you. Get the hell over. Exactly. But if you're not going to get over, and the guy's uh, you know up your bumper... 
You don't know what's going on. You don't know. Maybe there's somebody sick behind you. You know, maybe there's maybe there's a pregnant woman. You got to get trying to get to the hospital, and you got to be a pain in the ass. I get my lane. I get do what I want. And next thing you know, road rage, uh, followed by childbirth. Uh, but anyway, one eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. I got two questions here. I want to ask you. One: Have you ever been involved in a road rage incident? What happened? And two: Have you ever been surprised at a road rage incident? And what I mean by that is, did you find out that you were going to tangle with someone that you really didn't want to tangle with? Or you got out of the car, you saw the person, you realized you made the worst mistake of your life? Uh, or two, you know, was it something that you got out of the car and, you know, there was trouble waiting? You know, maybe like the police officer. You know, the last guy you want to get in a road rage incident with. Uh, or maybe, you know, you ever do this one where, you know, you're ready to yell and scream at somebody. You get out and you find out it's like a little old lady. All the time. And you're like, oh, man, all right, it's on me. I'm sorry, you know. Anytime I'm driving, if I'm getting held up by somebody and I'm a little upset, I'm angry, and I, and I start passing them, I immediately want to honk at them or something. And once I see that it's like an old person, I just calm down and I say, you know what? I hope they're just getting to where they got to go safely. Yeah, then, then all of a sudden you become the nice guy. Yep. Yeah, I one eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Have you ever been involved in a road rage incident? And you know that's an easy one. But what's the biggest? Have you ever been surprised in a road rage incident? Either the person you're involved with, you know, the person that you're raging with, or uh, you know, or, or a circumstance. One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. I'm Steve Trevelyan. This is New Jersey one zero one point five fast traffic. New Jersey weather brought to you by the Council on Compulsive Gambling of New Jersey. Has betting taken the fun out of being a sports fan? If so, you may have a gambling problem. The Council on Compulsive Gambling of New Jersey can help you reclaim your life. Call 800-GAMBLER or visit 800gambler.org right now. Well, after the show. All right. Because you can bet this show will be great. See what I did there? Have you ever been involved in a road rage incident? Ever been surprised in a road rage incident? Anthony is in North Jersey on New Jersey 101.5. What's up, Ant? Hey, what's going on? How you doing? I'm good, buddy. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Tell so, me. Uh, yeah, so the other day I'm coming home from work. Uh, I'm on Route 80, and uh, this guy cuts me off. I'm in the middle lane and doing the speed limit. This guy cuts me off anyway, so I give him a little honk. Uh, next thing I know, he's slamming on the brakes. He's flipping me off. He's screaming at me, you know, are you scared? You're scared, this and that. So I just laugh, and I wave it off because, you know, I got nothing to prove. Like you said, you don't know, you know, what anyone's got going on. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I actually compete in uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and, uh, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm a big dude, too. I'm six foot five. Um, I'm over 200 pounds, and, uh, you know, I compete against people who are, you know, bigger than this guy, and they train to fight. And, you know, this poor dude, he had no idea what he got himself into. But, you know, I just laugh, wave it off. You got to laugh at that. You know, you got to laugh at that. And you almost want to tell him, hey, stupid, do you know what you're about to do? Do you really have any idea what's about to happen to you if you push this? You know, you shake your head one surprise. It's great. I got to ask you this, though, Anthony. All right, with all this jujitsu experience that you have, outside of fighting, have you ever had an occasion to use it? Outside of fighting? Uh, I mean, in other words, outside of competitive fighting, outside of the dojo, outside of the mat. Were you ever in a situation, like on the street or whatever, where you were forced to use it? Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, it was actually one time uh, me and my buddies were out drinking. I, you know, it didn't escalate too bad or anything. But uh, this one guy was just, you know, he was, he was just drinking way too much, and you could see it. And he starts getting in my one buddy's face. So I just come up behind him. 
gently put them on the ground, hold them there, tell them to relax, walk away, and everything's good. That's the best part about you. Just you know, you don't have to hit anybody. You know, you know, it's just uh, you can take people to the ground safely. Uh, you know, you, you can, can make your point. Yeah, you can make your point. I knew a sensei once who, uh, you know, he was a black belt, and I asked him, have you ever had to use it? He goes, once on a subway, I had to throw a kick. Most of the time, knowing that you know it and them knowing that you know it will, you know, will, will end it there. But there's always those oh, yeah, other times. Sure. All right, Anthony. Yeah, you can also, you can really tell when people come up to you right away. You, you usually know if people train or not. Yeah, I, I would imagine you could, you know, and, and you know what you could do, and you're confident in that. Anthony, thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. Vilma is on Route 18 on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Vilma. Hi. How are you? Um, very good. And you? I can't complain, but it's early yet, Vilma. Hey, um, well, I have to admit, I am a very aggressive driver. You? I can't I, believe it. <laughs> I'm Puerto Rican. We all are. Oh, okay. Okay. So. Anyway. Have you ever given anyone the finger while driving? Many times. There you go. Um, there you go. Although, I mean, yes, I do not like the people who stay in the left lane, you right. know, just sitting there when there's clearly a lane, a left lane is supposed to be for passing. Mm -hmm. It's stated in the turnpike several places. Oh, I agree. So, yeah, sometimes I get a little bit, you know, behind them. Uh -huh. But, you know, I had, um, I had, um, in several occasions, people kind of like, you know, do the same to me. Right. But, uh, I remember one time I was like driving and, you know, this person caught in front of me. Right. Several times. Like if I moved to one lane. And it was like a very high speed, quite aggressive. Right. It was scary. I have to say, it was scary. But yeah. After that, I have calmed down some. You know. Well, you know what? I, though? I have. I, I'm better. Yeah. Although I have seen many times. Yeah. Not long ago. I mean, I'm driving in a turnpike right now. Right. Okay. Not long ago, I saw a person like going like probably ninety something miles per hour because I was going eighty something. Again, I'm not angel. No, um, no, no, I get and that. He was cutting in front of people, and that was scary because at some point I I thought that I was going to be uh, see a person, you know, like having a car accident in the turnpike. That's really scary. You know what? I got to ask you this. Like, when, when you get a manicure, do you think about, like, how it's going to look when you flash the finger? Like, look at my view. People will look at you giving him the finger and think, what a beautiful nail. Right? I mean, now you got a purpose, right? <laughs> How often? It's one thing, right? I'm going to put fire, you know, yeah. in my nails. But, yeah, now it's like, you, know, you got to do a good job of this because I'm going to be driving later. So, you know, I want people going to see this middle finger. So you better be extra good on it. Good stuff, Vilma. Thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. Rebecca's in Levittown on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Rebecca. Hey, so I have two. Don't know if you have time for it, but uh, one time at the Hamilton Marketplace, this was like five, six years ago. So I was like 22, 23 years old. Right. Um, this lady cut me off in the Staples parking lot, and I just gave like a little love beat to let her know, like, hey, look next time, because she didn't. 
And right. she parked her van. She was probably about 50 years old. Right. Got out of the van and started screaming bloody murder at me. Get out. Like, what the hell? So, and there's people at the bus stop right there at the Staples just, like, looking like, what the hell? So then she gets back in her van, and then I drive behind her, and, of course, I end up next to her at the light. Uh-huh. And I roll my window down just super, like, what the, like, heck is she talking about? So I roll my window down, and I was like, what is wrong with you? I was like, do you need to get laid or something? <laughs> Desperately. <laughs> so, what, so what did she do? Um, she didn't say anything. I think she was just astonished that I had said something like that. I thought she was going to ask if you knew anybody. <laughs> you know, not that not you mentioned it. That's good stuff. Rebecca, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. That happens in Chad all the time, right? People just scream out. Oh, yeah. yeah you know. I get the Jersey salute all the time on Route 1 on my way down here, yeah. Okay. It's uh, road rage is what I want to know about. one 800 Biggest surprise you ever got in a road rage incident. Have you ever been in a road rage incident? What would cause you most to get in a road rage incident? It's 7.30. Now, the latest New Jersey. Jersey, 101.5. You know when you're having one of those days? I'll tell you when you're having one of those days. You're having one of those days when uh, you're, you're, you're in a, in a par- double-parked car in Jersey City. And uh, someone complains about it. And you get out with three of your friends threatening bodily harm only to find out it's a police lieutenant. And this is what happened when the lieutenant honked because the double parked vehicle was now obstructing traffic on Baldwin Avenue and Vroom Street in Jersey City. Three passengers from the double parked vehicle got out, threatened to assault the officer and his two passengers. Till the officer said, you know who I am? How many times have we done this in New Jersey? You know who I am? Do you know who I am? Who the F I? Richard Jenny did this great bit. Two guys getting into a fight. And, 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 and neither of them are ever going to hit each other. He goes, first thing, introductions. Do you know who I am? Who the F are you? Do you know who, who the F are you? And it's hysterical. So this guy, these guys get out. And there's the lieutenant in the car. You know who he is? He's got a badge. And next thing you know, right, uh, they jumped in their vehicle and fled without further incident. So much for do you know who I am? The investigation is ongoing. So 1-800-283-101.5. As I was saying earlier, you don't want to get in a... You don't want to get in a road rage incident anyway. You especially don't want to get in a road rage incident in New Jersey. And it's funny because New Jersey... Uh, is probably when it comes to driving, I don't know, I don't know if Wallet Hub does this, but when I'm in the car, the most aggravating state when it comes to driving. I hate driving. I would, gl- when the time comes and my son's coming, Dad, it's time to take your life. Here, here you go, yours. Um, my father, 92 years old, fought me tooth and nail about giving up his car. I'll give up my car now, no problem. And I am way younger than 92 years old. But one 800 Give me the road rage incidents that you've dealt with. Either someone's going to take it out on you. You were so upset at somebody else. What happened? And here's another thing. You know, we had Vilma on earlier talking about road rage. What are some of the things that would cause you road rage. I mean, I'll tell you, the number one thing that caused me road rage happened to me today because, you know, I got to get down to Seneca High School. My sons are playing in the JV game. Did I tell you about the pass my son Albert threw? Okay. Anyway, my sons are playing in the JV game. So I'm one of these guys, you know, I leave at the very last minute. 
So I'm in the car. There's absolutely no reason for someone with New York plates to be driving on uh, 571 at 25 miles an hour when even the speed limit is 40. But yet they're there. And you can't go around them because it's all double lines. And I got so fed up with it, I just went around them anyway. And a truck behind me came around as well. 1-800-283-101.5. Road rage. How would it affect you? Have you have you dealt with it? And uh, what are some of the things that would cause it in you? Bob is in Philadelphia, New Jersey, 101.5. Hey, Bob. Hey, how are you, sir? I'm good. Call me Steve. All right, Steve. Thank you for taking my call. I appreciate it. Sure. I'm a retired Philadelphia police officer. Thank you. Uh, 35 years on the job, 23 detective. Okay. Um, when I was in uniform, I would have my moments of traffic stops and so forth. And uh, do you know who I am? Well, yes, sir. You're the guy that just got done blowing that traffic light. Like, <laughs> I want your ticket. And when I was a detective, different right. times, going out doing my warrants. I'm locking people up, and I'm, do you know who I am? Yeah, yes, sir. Uh, I have a warrant for your arrest for that robbery that you committed two days ago, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Your name is right here on the thing. Uh, do they really believe it's going to work? Do they really believe that you're going to, oh, gee, I had no idea it was you driving the car, Mr. The Sinatra. The ones that I don't understand are the ones that tried to run. When you're having a face-off with them and they try to run from you, uh-huh. nobody knows who they are. Where are they going to go? You know, that's a good question. You know, that's a very good question, especially once you've identified him. You know, I, sure. what, was the, uh, what was the toughest road rage incident you were ever involved in or had a breakup or whatever? I had a victim, and uh, with that, she was taking her little girl to school one morning at about 7.15, 7.30 a.m., right near the old Sears on the boulevard. <clears throat> and uh, this character got so ticked off with her that he took a D-cell battery from whatever resource and he threw it out the window. He cracked her in the skull, and he split her open. Oh, my and God. About 15 stitches. Um, it took me about six hours to identify the character, and I did get him. And you he got said, him. Listen, I didn't mean to hurt anybody with that battery. I said, well, I didn't mean to shoot anybody, but the gun came out and game on. Yeah, right? I didn't mean to hurt anybody. He really believes that's going to work, right? Why did you throw it if you didn't mean to hurt anybody? Cuss them out. You'll hurt their feelings, but you don't hurt the body. Absolutely. You're in Philadelphia. Who's the most famous guy you ever busted or pulled over? Oh, my God. I can't even answer that. This, I, I've had so many things. Let me give you a question. Because that's the, do you know who I am, right? They, are they the way, like, when you pull over a celebrity, are they going to, do you know who I am, or are they more inclined to go, oh, my God, I hope he doesn't know who I am? I did a DJ, and I'll spare you his name, but it's back in the, back in the late 70s, early 80s. Right. And I stopped him down in West Philly for blowing a light. You know who I am? I oh. said, uh, no, I really don't. I'm looking at your license. It says, uh, George, uh, what's his, yeah, okay. And I still don't know. His um, name isn't George, right? And I still don't know who you are. That really drives him nuts. What do you mean you don't know who I am? <laughs> <laughs> they're comic all times. They really are. But the thing is that they're that dumb, which makes it sometimes easier for us. Absolutely. Bob, thanks, man. It was great talking to you. Thanks for your service. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you back, too. You got it. That's Bob from Philadelphia, retired police officer. All right, 1-800-283-101.5. Have you ever been involved in a road rage incident? And uh, how did it turn out? Have you ever been involved in a road rage incident and gotten surprised, gotten something you didn't expect? And last but not least, what's the number one thing that would cause you to suffer road rage? You know, like I said, for me, 
I got, I got, of course, the left lane. The left lane in New Jersey, if somebody ran for Jersey, you know, we, and I propose the death penalty for anyone driving the speed limit in the left lane, they'd probably get elected. Uh, I kid. But on the other side, when you're driving on a road, a one-lane road, like when you're on 539, and you're trying to go from, say, I don't know, Roosevelt to Seattle City, and you get behind somebody who doesn't want to drive. And they're doing 40 all the way there. And it gets hypnotic. It gets monotonous. And you're willing to take a chance that you wouldn't normally take with your life. 1-800-283-101.5. Give me a road rage story. Do you want to sell your home faster for the most money possible? To achieve top dollar for your home, you need Robert Dukansky of Remax First Advantage. Tanya was looking to buy a bigger home. She listed her current home in Eatontown with Rob and his team. And just like all our other success stories, she got an amazing result. In just 12 days, there were 10 showings and multiple offers, getting the home sold for $505,000, which was more than $30,000 over the list price. If you want an agent who creates demand and drives up the price, call Rob Dukansky of Remax First Advantage. Rob's multi-million dollar marketing strategy and our experience negotiating attracts the best offer from the most qualified buyers. Call the only agent I would call if I needed to sell my home. Call Robert Dukansky at 855-350-1015. That's 855-350-1015. Or online at robsellsnj.com. Or Google Rob. Sells NJ and then start packing. Bill Spadia. As long as 33, 101.5, Steve Trevelis. A bunch of guys sitting in a double park pickup truck want to get into it with a guy who's complaining about it in Jersey City until they find out the guy complaining about it is a police lieutenant. He's got three people in his car. They turned and fled like Monty Python in the Holy Grail when danger reared its ugly head. Brave Sir Robin turned and fled. Well, three Braves and Robins are running down a street in Jersey City with a tail between their legs. You have been involved in a road rage incident. Mike is in Boundbrook on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Mike. Hey, how's it going? Good, buddy. How are you? Uh, yeah, just in general, uh, people who tailgate me get me uh, get my giblets up in an uproar. Um, I, I generally don't react, but uh, when I was younger, I used to hit the brakes. Did you ever get tapped? Did you ever have, no. when you hit the brakes, have somebody hit the bumper? No, no. See, no. Were, I just, I just try to, I guess, pull. I, I would, I just pull over and let the person pass. But I just, I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand that either. I mean, what they're trying to do is tell you to speed up, and I mean, what you do is the right thing because honestly, like, I would rather if I'm if, if I'm in a rush to get somewhere. And I'm, you know, I'm tapping your bumper for a reason. I'm up your, I'm up your bumper for a reason. Just get out of the way, which is the right thing to do, you know. But on the other hand, if the guy's just being a nudge, there ought to be a special, you know, uh, option in Jersey cars that you hit a button on your dashboard and a main, and a middle finger pops up in the rearview window. I think that would be a great idea. You yeah, I know. That? I know in South Africa, uh, some of the because of the carjacking incidents are so high. They have some of the drivers have installed flamethrowers on the side of their vehicles. Really? There you go. Yeah. There you go. Right. This vehicle has been to South Africa. I don't want to get it done, Mike. Thanks for the call to New Jersey one hundred one point five. We just had somebody drop off. All right, come on, give me a road rage story. 
You know, uh, and like I said, you know, if if you're, this is not the place you want to get involved in a road rage incident. You know, and you have to be smart enough to know. Don't get out of the car. The worst thing you got, Kyle was telling the story about his neighbor who got killed. Don't, you don't know what the hell's going on. You don't know what the guy's got in his glove compartment. And if you get out of the car, it's automatically, I imagine, self-defense, right? He's now fearing for, she's now fearing for her life. 1-800-283-101.5. But uh, in Jersey, this is the last place you want to do it. And then the other thing, too, is that, you know, it's one thing when you're in the road rage incident, it's you and the other person, middle fingers are exchanged or whatever. But then, you know, when, when you get that little added surprise, or maybe somebody's in the car that you didn't know about, or like somebody called earlier, you know, this guy's a, a jujitsu master. And this guy, you know, wants to poke at him. Luckily, he was in a good mood. You know, luckily, he was a nice guy about it. But what if he's not? You know, you don't know what the hell's going on. And in Jersey City, these guys thought they were going to, you know, get loud when they're sitting in their double park truck. And double parking is, you know, always goes on in Jersey City, Union City, all that. And then uh, a guy comes up behind him, asks him to move. And all he's doing is asking him to move. He's got places to go. But they got to be stupid about it and get out of the car. And next thing you know, he's a police lieutenant, an off-duty police lieutenant. Uh, he was verbally assaulted, he reported, threatened after a vehicle in front of him abruptly stopped and double-parked in the area of Room Street and Baldwin Avenue without indication. Uh, Jersey City spokesman Kimberly Wallace uh, said, this is from NJ.com, when the lieutenant uh, honked because the double-parked vehicle was now obstructing traffic along Baldwin Avenue, three passengers from the double-parked vehicle got out, threatened to assault the officer and his two passengers. Until the officer identified himself as a lieutenant, and then the passengers in the other vehicle jumped into their vehicle and fled without incident. Uh, the investigation is ongoing. I don't know what they're going to find. 1-800-283-101.5. Talking about road rage. Jersey Radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Southside Johnny, written by Bruce Springsteen, who's got another album coming out. Jeff Dominski wrote all about it on NJ1015.com. Steve Trevelisse in tonight. Check out the Steve Trevelisse page. Uh, it harkens back to a day when I had a voice. Smithereens were in the studio last Thursday night. What a great time hanging out with uh, Dennis Dyke and Jim Babjack, talking about the Lost Album. Uh, a lot of good stuff, and we uh, I put a lot of the interview on there. We've also got the podcast you can check out. Go On Demand. Go on NJ1015.com, the On Demand page. Pull up uh, the Steve Trevelisse show, and you can get anything you want to hear that goes on on this show. Uh, it's there for you. Espos reopens tonight. Pork Chop Murphy returns to Raritan Borough. That's actually a dish, not a governor. And uh, I spoke with uh, Nick Zamora the uh, owner, and that's on NJ1015.com, as well as the best empanadas in New Jersey. Just ask Roy Manalman and Latin Bites. Uh, the go-to restaurants, what to order when you get there, the incredible Marucas pizza, oh, and why we're so happy living in New Jersey. So go check out the Steve Trevelisse page at NJ1015.com. I remember 
when uh, the presidential campaign was going on. And uh, Donald Trump was doing rallies in front of airplanes. He would take Air Force One, park it, and do the rally right there. And people would come up, like 50,000 people. And he would uh, do like a number of these during the day while President Biden prepared in his basement for the debate. Uh, He ended up winning, so it must have been a good strategy. But anyway, uh, at one point, President Trump looked into the camera and said, you like those $2 gallon gas prices, right? Yeah, enjoy them while you got them. And he kind of smirked. And I didn't realize how prophetic that was. And how pathetic it was when gasoline got to be like over $4 a gallon, 7 in some states. And now, uh, with the midterms coming up, prices are starting to drop a little bit. Right? The average price for a gallon of regular gas in New Jersey now is three forty-eight a gallon, having dropped 11 cents from a week ago when it was uh, three fifty-nine, according to AAA Northeast. And... Uh, you know, the gas prices in New Jersey are 51 cents cheaper than a month ago, 26% more than a day a year ago this time, 322. And uh, I asked this because when the gas prices were going through the roof, when we were paying four, five, six, seven dollars a gallon for gas, and they were trying to wean us off electric cars, and Joe Biden, our president, uh, went in Tokyo and said that that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to we're going through this transitional period with gas, uh, which we had no idea we were transitioning. We just thought we were getting screwed. But uh, now, when the gas prices started to drop, you know the president is now taking credit. He's tweeting out he's the reason this is all happening. So what I want to ask you. Because now it comes out that, you know, Gio, with uh, the hurricane coming, Hurricane Ian, who names these hurricanes? Hurricane Ian uh, could impact the gas prices. How much control do you think the government has on the price of gas in New Jersey or anywhere else? 1-800-283-101.5. And I ask that because, because you know, it, it's, a, it's a question out there like, okay, the midterm elections are coming. And, uh, you know, people are on their best behavior, those in control. And suddenly, I find you find it a coincidence that with the midterm elections coming, the price of gas suddenly is dropping dramatically. And on the one hand, you know, when the price of gas was going up, Sauer Salvato, the government has nothing to do with it. He called in once and said that. And then you get, you know, it's nothing to do with who's president or whatever. This is just why, blah, blah, blah. And then when the prices went down, there's the president taking credit for it. So my question to you is, first of all, are you buying this? Do you buy buy the gas and enjoy the cheap gas while you can get it? But do you think that once the midterms are over, it's going to spike back up? Do you think the government is controlling the price of the gas? Uh because of the elections uh, for their own gain? Or do you think they have absolutely no control of the price of gas and it is what it is? Because there are two theories on that. Two opinions. 1-800-283-101.5. I find it very suspicious, you know, that suddenly the gasoline goes down. And, and I wish you could buy in bulk, you know, uh, although that's what uh, a Jersey bill is going on right now. Congressman would like to buy low, sell high. Uh, Eddie Arena over at the Sinclair on 33 in Manalpin, he bought low and continued to sell low. 
and he was able to sell his gas cheaper than everybody else. And that blog is on my page at nj1015.com. But a proposal from a New Jersey congressman designed to reduce the pain of the gas pump, the Buy Low, Sell High Act, introduced on Monday, would create a special oil reserve and empower the federal government to purchase oil for the reserve when prices are below $60 per barrel. Sell the oil from the reserve when prices exceed $90 a barrel. But 1-800-283-101.5. How do you feel about all this? Like, when you see the gas prices... Are you thinking, oh, wow, this is great. Our president's wonderful. Or are you thinking, I think I smell a rat. And again, whatever it is, enjoy the gas prices. Because I got to tell you, man, I, I smelled the rat. I, I, and again, I'm, you know, this is Jersey. We're not stupid. Tom's on the parkway on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Tom. Tom, you're not there? Okay. Lou's in Middletown. Hi, Lou. Hey, how are you? I'm good. What are you thinking, Lou? You're on the air. I'm thinking that we, the government definitely controls the price of the oil or the gas because of the fact that they, um, you know, they're releasing the reserves now to bring it down for the midterms. Right. They, they, they also uh, restricted our processing of oil or making our own oil. Which they did and, when he got elected, right? Shut down the pipeline and all this. You know, we would, do, you know, our ability to create more was drastically reduced, which puts us in this situation. And now suddenly, oh, look what I'm doing. Correct. Correct. And not only that, is that like, how come gasoline is coming down, but, oil, but uh, diesel isn't coming down at the same rate? That's a good question. That's a very good question. No. And diesel is diesel is the one that's causing the inflation mm -hmm. because that's how all our goods are delivered. And, and we're having trouble getting the goods delivered, you'll notice. Absolutely. So that's a supply chain, chain problem, right? Yeah. You know, and what do you think is going to happen after the midterms, regardless of what happens? After the midterms, they're going to go back to their Green New Deal problem yeah. uh, plan, and everything's going to go back up because they're going to try to force us not to drive cars and to buy electric cars. Our, uh, our transition will continue. Lou, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Tom's on the parkway. Hi, Tom. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Well, see, I've got a degree in economics. Okay. So what Biden is basically doing is he's depleting the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, right. which is only supposed to be used in emergencies. Well, this might be an emergency, but maybe, maybe not. Okay, now what he's done then is he's, he's artificially increased supply. But there's going to come a point where we got to replace that stuff. And the other problem is the Federal Reserve, because... They seem to think inflation is a, is a financial problem, which it in most cases is. But in this case, it's an economic problem because everything depends upon oil. I, I hate to say it. And they uh, hate to admit it. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> this plastic cell phone that I'm on just happens to be <laughs> yeah. made, made from oil. And, uh, you know, as the last caller said, you want to transport, you know, all your food. The farmers aren't making any more money. It's just costing more to get it from wherever 
Onto the shelves of the supermarket. That's being passed on to the consumer. So basically, the government is controlling the price of gas, and they're bringing it down because of the midterm elections are coming up, so they want to show us they're on their best behavior, hoping we'll vote them and keep them back in. And then afterwards, boing, they go back up. It's going to go back up because, you know, either the Strategic Petroleum Reserve is going to be down to zero, right, or we got to replace it. And what that's going to do for demand is send demand sky high, but there ain't going to be no more supply. Yeah, that's a good point. Oh, Tom, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5, 1-800-283-101.5. Fast traffic. You can win up to $30,000 on New Jersey 101.5. Listen weekdays at 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. for the Jersey Cash Code and enter it on our free app every hour. On the hour, there's a new code and a new chance to win $30,000. Info and rules on nj1015.com. The $30,000 Jersey Cash Code Contest is where? On New Jersey. 101.5, of course. Steve Trevelis. I want to know the 283-101.5. We were talking about the gas. And uh, how about the cash tolls? Uh, We're getting closer and closer to uh, eliminating the cash tolls on the New Jersey Turnpike, the Garden State Parkway. Uh, Does anybody... I'm really surprised when I drive on these roads that people are still pulling up to the toll booth and paying with cash. That in a day when you have Easy Pass, when you could just blow by this, that it still happens. And uh, the Board of Trustees approved a $914 million contract Tuesday for Transcorp of Nashville to design, install, and operate a cashless system for eight years on the Garden State Parkway in New Jersey Turnpike. Uh, company won the contract from the South Jersey Transportation Authority. Dan Alexander wrote this at nj1015.com. There's some benefit to having the same technology on both roads. Parkway will be the first highway to go cash-free. The road's toll plazas already have uh, gantries that allow drivers to maintain the high speed as their EasyPass reader is scanned. And uh, Feeney said about 90% of both Turnpike and Parkway already pay electronically. Uh, who's not paying electronically? And what's the argument for not doing it? 1-800-283-101.5. You know, we can take this even further. Do you carry cash? I carry cash. I feel better with cash. I hate the idea of seeing a credit card statement in the mail. If you're up to me, I, in fact, I, I spend a lot of time eliminating credit card debt uh, because I'd love to just... Uh, have that, you know, zero bill. It makes me feel like I've got more money to spend. And when I have more money to spend, I will go out and spend it. But uh, as far as the cash toll goes, I just can't understand why anybody would not, you know, want to just bypass that toll line. When you're coming up at exit 16 or 18 on the Jersey Turnpike, and there are all those toll booths, and you can just blow right by them, or you're going down the shore. Why would you not want to? 1-800-283-101.5. Can you see the day? I mean, I, I know of the people with the easy pass. They get it. They're like, you know, who needs this? But I got to wonder, if you're not, you know, what makes you want to get in that line and wait and wait? And wait, you're at the, it's kind of like the same thing with, you know, self-serve and pumping your own gas. 
you're not at the mercy of the toll collector. And as fast as he can go, and nothing against the toll collector, people can only go so fast. And then every car in front of you, get, who gets up to the toll booth and realizes, oh, yeah, I have to pay the toll. Then they go into the pocketbook or the purse and trying to find the money and the glove compartment. And you're sitting there with some place to go. I mean, that was the, the, the worst, one of the worst things about driving has been eliminated. And yet, you see, there are people who still want this. Tom's in South Brunswick on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Tom. Yeah, as a U.S., I refuse to get easy pass. Technology puts people out of work. But, Tom, who's being put out? You mean the toll collector? No, I'm a, I'm a printer. No, no, no. I mean, are you saying, when you say it puts people out of work, you're saying it's going to put the toll collector out of work? Absolutely. By more people getting easy pass, you don't need toll collectors. Okay, but when this many more people are getting easy pass, you know, it, it's funny, like, would you continue to ride a horse because you don't want to put the blacksmith out of work? Uh, that's, a, that's a good point. Right? I mean, think about it. Would you, you don't want to put the buggy maker out of work, you know, the uh, the whip uh, you know, out of work? They don't do that anymore, do they? I don't know. But, I mean, think about it. You know, because as, as jobs get eliminated in, in New Jersey or in America, more jobs, you know, other jobs get created. Right? So maybe the guy, maybe the guy, let me, let me work with him here. Maybe the guy sitting in the toll booth, I don't know what the life expectancy is of someone in a toll booth. See what you can say. Kyle, go online. Get me the life expectancy of a toll taker. Because I got to imagine, if you're spending eight hours plus in a booth with carbon monoxide constantly coming at you, you're not living a long life, right? We found the prison guard lives to be about 59. So I wonder what the average life So, So maybe you get this guy out of the booth, and he goes and he gets a job maybe in IT which wasn't around years ago. Or maybe he gets a job in the marijuana, in the cannabis industry, where all kinds of new jobs are being created. Maybe he gets a job in the casino and sports betting industry, where all kinds of jobs are being created, right? It's just like all, all, all these box stores, you know, they have all these self-checkouts. You know, you go right? to Home Depot, they got one cashier, four registers. So do you go to the cashier specifically for that reason? Absolutely, as a union guy, they're not taking nothing off my bill. Okay, that's a good question. Like, why? Why are they not taking anything off your bill when they can afford? You know, they're saving money on the cash. See that? That's that's a good point. That was the thing with the minimum wage, you know, or with the gasoline. But all right, so you're saying you're never going to get Easy Pass because you Absolutely. don't want to put the toll as taker out of work. Guy, as a union guy, I refuse to put people out of work. All right, I get it. Just right. like when I go, just like when I go to the supermarket, right? And I get done with that shopping cart. I don't put it back where it belongs. They're paying people to do that. All right, so it's not on being lazy. It's not on being lazy. It's just you know, it's probably if everybody put the shopping cart back. Okay, but eventually a profession, you know, a, a progress will eliminate jobs. So let's go back. Would you? So should we go back and ride horses because the blacksmith union? I mean, even the unions have to figure that out. Like, how do you figure out? How do you figure for progress? certain things, you know, that I believe we can do that we don't need. You know, and then the easy path, you know. 
So you wait and it's how much money. What's the but again? It's it's the idea of convenience. It's an option. What's the mo? How long do you wait in line when you get in tow lines? You okay with that? Oh, I work nights. If I'm heading into work now, I, I don't wait. All right. Well, if you work in the daytime, would you change your mind? Uh, I don't think so. Again, right. as a union guy, as a union guy. All right. Well, when 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 Easy Pass first came into effect in New Jersey, right, one hundred and twenty some toll collectors got laid off because of Easy Pass. So again, it depends on you know. The only thing I can say to that is times change. Job, you know, more jobs get eliminated, more jobs get created. And again, you know, how, how long do we need that? You know, this specific job. But I understand what you're saying. You know, and I'm very pro union. I'm in a union. But thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. It's 8.30. Now the latest New Jersey news. 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelings. Hanging out with you until 11 o'clock. And my band of renown. I saw this last week, and uh, I couldn't believe it. Uh, this is a TikTok. Kyle, come here. This is a biggest TikTok, right? There's a video of uh, Disney theme park guests who uh, hid a child in a baby buggy to avoid paying for admission. You know, no wonder they're raising the prices a great adventure. I did not see this video, by the way. Have you? It's uh, yeah, a video. Uh, I've seen the video. It's shared by TikTok uh, by the TikTok account Disney Stuff in a duet with uh, TikToker my friend uh, my friend. It's me, Barbie. Was overlaid with a message when ticket when Disney ticket prices go up, and basically they're sneaking in this uh, this. Uh, Toddler, I think, right? How old? How old is the kid? Uh, trying to find it here. Uh, yeah, you could see, you could see, you could see the video. She's walking like with the they got her under the stroller, and they bring the stroller in, and uh, she gets out from behind the stroller. I think she's fifteen, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but how about that? Well, how much? How expensive can admission be to try and hundred dollars? Ooh. Hundred dollars to get into Disney World. Really? Yeah. Uh, the venue was reported to charge one hundred and twenty-nine dollars for admission, twenty-five dollars for parking, one hundred and twenty-six eighty per person per night. See, I've only ever been to Disney once, but it was on my senior trip in high school, so we weren't paying for it. Uh, and I'm not going to Disney for all that. Are you kidding me? In a 2022 survey of 30 team theme parks across 19 U.S. states by the home rental company Home to Go, uh, Magic Kingdom was found to be the least affordable. How about that? Also not my fit. Also one of the worst places in Disney to go. You can go to Hollywood Studios or Epcot or I've done I I did uh I did Universal. Yeah, I went there too. I did Universal. I did the MGM Studios at the time. I did uh I didn't I when the kids were born we took on the Magic Kingdom. Mm -hmm. Spent all the money. They could care less. Yeah. I don't know. I, I guess the Disney, depending on how much watching your Disney channel you're doing. Which I did none of. No, neither. My kids My kids would rather go to the Pro Football Hall of Fame yeah. in a day to week than go to, which is great for dad. So your kids you are know. like me. I'd I'm rather, yeah, I'd rather spend the money, take them to a giant game. Yeah. Than just take them down to Florida and make them look at uh, Wish Upon a Star. But here's the thing, though. Here's what I want to know. What's the coolest place you ever snuck into? Hmm. Have you ever? First of all, have you ever done it? Have you ever snuck into someplace? 
I'm sure I have. I'm trying to rack the memory. You can't now. think of anybody? No, not that. I, not off the top of my head, Steve. Oh. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. That, that's too risky for me. I'm a conservative guy. I snuck guy. into everything. I snuck into. Oh my god. We we snuck into Madison Square Garden. There was like a door on the side that'd be open. We snuck into movie theaters. Snuck into the monastery to play football. Snuck into the Birchill Swim Club. <laughs> snuck into Great Adventure. Help people sneak into Great Adventure. <laughs> How, how long ago were you doing this at, though? I was a kid. Yeah. I, I mean, feel like you know. security might have been more laxed back then than it is now. Well, it depends. It depends on, you know, what the situation is. Yeah. You know, and if the opportunity presents itself. But how does the opportunity ever present it? Like, if they're just Somebody not leaves looking? the door open, you yeah. walk in. Okay. Somebody's not paying attention, you walk in. Yeah, I don't think I've ever really snuck in anywhere because knowing me, I'd be so nervous that I'd get caught. I'd look way too suspicious because I know I'm not supposed to be you there. you got to look like you got purpose. And I got a horrible poker you got to look like you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I, I, there was the time when uh, I was working at YSP and the engineer and I snuck into We the People 200 and got by all kinds of security because our passes, they, they didn't give us any. We were supposed to broadcast live from the Rotunda. They didn't give us any passes. They gave us nothing. And we had to like BS our way up to the Rotunda. Then we got there and it started raining. I'm going to spend a day in the rain. So we left and we went to the gallery mall and faked the broadcast live from the Rotunda. 1-800-283-101.5. Come on. Who has snuck into something? Somebody has had to have snuck into something. 1-800-283-101.5. You know, Madison Square Garden, they would be a side door that would be, you know, open that we'd be able to get in through. I mean, that's one place. Movie theaters. Did you ever do a deal where somebody got in and then got you in? I mean, this idea of Disney, it's its almost like if you're going to spend, you want $129 for a kid to go experience the Magic Kingdom, you deserve people to sneak in. Let's talk to Frank in Staten Island on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Frank. Hey, Steve. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. When we were kids, right. I'm pushing 60 now. I grew up in Brooklyn, the Borough Park area. Around right. there was Greenwood Cemetery. Okay. On Halloween night, we used to sneak over the fence and play hide-and-seek. One year, one of my friends fell into like a six-foot-deep dugout grave that oh, was getting ready God. for the next day. Oh, we God. Go get some of the older kids, because we were only about 12, 13, maybe 14. Right. We get, get like some of the older kids that were hanging out at the pizzeria corner to help get them out, because... He, you know, like I said, he, he was... He was scared to death. Yeah. Don't leave me. Someone stay with me. He's, leave yeah, me. he's probably still having nightmares about that. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. We used to sneak into the monastery in Union City, and uh, we, would, we dug a hole under the cast iron fence, and we because there was a big... Was, there was no... It was all cement, but the, the monastery had this grass field next to where the priests were buried. And we used to sneak in to play football uh, on the grass field. And uh, sometimes at night, we would, like, scare people by, like, you know, have people walk through the tombstone. And people would be hiding behind yeah. a tombstone with sheets over their heads and stuff like that. <laughs> but, yeah, that's that's wild. Right? Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Anthony, I want to give you more time. This is 1-800-283-101.5. Give me places. Has anyone ever snuck into any place? I can't believe that I'm in the state of New Jersey and I got two slots open when I'm asking if you ever snuck into anything. Was it a ball game? Was it a movie theater? Was it an event? What's the coolest event?
you ever managed to sneak into? And how did you do it? 1-800-283-101.5. I'm Steve Trevelis. Fall is here, and that means cooler weather. And that also means those nagging pains can be even worse. Now is the time to do something about it. Call my friends at Trinity Rehab. Trinity Rehab will have you back to doing what you need to do with no pain. Call Trinity Rehab at 800-518-0977 or go to trinity-rehab.com. Be sure to ask about their EPET therapy. It's cutting-edge acoustic pressure wave therapy that breaks up scar tissue, enhances healing, frees you from pain fast. In fact, most patients see results in three five-minute sessions, and no prescription is needed to get started. Trinity Rehab has dozens of locations in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, like their newest ones in Clark, Flemington, and Woodcliffe Lake, so you know there's one near you. For more details, visit trinity-rehab.com. That's trinity-rehab.com. Have something to say on five. Well, this is brought to you by the Council on Compulsive Gambling of New Jersey. Suffering with a gambling disorder, have a loved one who is struggling, don't waste another day. Call 800-GAMBLER now. They have representatives to assist you 24-7. Call 800-GAMBLER or visit 800GAMBLER.org. Have you ever snuck in anywhere? A video has gone viral of a woman sneaking a kid into Disney. Now, if you're under three, you get in free. After that, over 10, you pay full price. No fooling around. Uh, and full price under $29 a person at Disney, Disney World, whatever, Disney, Disney, whatever. Uh, this is the Walt Disney Resort in Florida. So that to me is ridiculous. And I, you know what? If you can't afford to go to Disney, don't go to Disney. And if you can't afford to go to Disney, don't go to Disney. But anyway, that's me. But you, you know, you're going to do what you want. And if you want to teach your kid, it's okay to uh, commit a crime. My father taught me and had no problem with it. But, I mean, you know, it's up to you. But you got to do what makes you happy. What makes me happy is putting this guy on. Anthony in Philadelphia. Is there a place where I can be a review of how bad this show is? As a matter of fact, uh, it's been written many, many times. When, when you wish upon a star, you see that review. <laughs> well, in my adult voice, yes. I, I have I've snuck into plenty of movie theaters, but I would definitely sneak into one today if a new Marvel movie came out and it was like a real, going to be real crazy. Right. I would you would sneak in. How did you do it? How did you sneak in? So, just the, the, the easiest way right. is when people are coming out the side door, you just duck in the side door because they're like, Every theater now has 10, 12 theaters, so you just walk through the side. Right. But there's some that once you you you, you buy your ticket, right? They they rip your ticket and you just walk in. So well, what you do? Good. So you can you can you can walk in the theater, right? Go up to the self serve machine and act like you get a ticket, right? And just walk right through. Because you got the ripped off ticket, or you pick up a ticket off no, the ground, right? No, you don't need no. You don't no, need you don't, to do you that. Just act like you got one. Yeah, like that one. I used to sneak in the Clemson Park every weekend. That was real easy because, you know, they had the the regular entrance in the in the front, but on the side was when people had parties and they would set up. You know, ah. But you would just walk in with them and talk to them and stuff, and you you walking in with people. <laughs> you know, like picnics and. It come, every every weekend, me and my friends would do that, and they would, the companies would have their stuff. And when I was a kid back right. here in Philly, there was a church around the corner. It was a Lutheran church, right? And for some reason, we thought this place was huge, and we would sneak in on the weekends 
and just run around. You were sneaking to church. To the church, you just run around. The church now is, is tiny, but as kids, we thought it was like a a, a, a museum. Uh-huh. But it's a small church, but we were sneaking there. Uh, other than that, I can't think of anything else I, I've, I've ever... Well, did you ever do the thing where like, you go to the movie, right? And then yeah. you just don't leave. So when you go into the Metroplex, <laughs> you could see five, six movies in a day. Are you kidding me? Uh, uh, you, of course, I would do that to this day. Are you kidding yeah. Me? You, don't, you don't pay for one movie. You pay for all the movies when you go in there. And if I have to pay $35 for... Uh, a hot dog and some popcorn. I'm definitely staying all day. Exactly, exactly. That's why you got to bring the. You got to sneak the food in as well. Well, I always do that. I always. I snuck in. A, what's the biggest thing you snuck in a theater to eat? The biggest thing I snuck in a theater to eat. Uh, that's a good question. I've, I've snuck the coffee in. I've snuck like the Dunkin' Donuts coffee. What's the biggest I mean, thing you ever did? A sub. Cheesesteak. Yeah, you can do a cheesesteak. Well, you put it in your yeah. pie. You put it in your coat pocket. Yeah. Yeah, And great, it makes your coat smell great for weeks. It's fantastic. <laughs> I like that. Let's go to Andy's in Union City. What's up, Andy? Hey, how you doing, Steve? I'm good. Where in Union City are you? I'm in Union, Union. Oh, Union. <laughs> I'm sorry. In Union, 22. Yes, right off of 22. All right. Well, how did you, what did you sneak in there? Here we go. Now, I'm 58 now, but when yeah. I was back in my youth, I was 17. I climbed the downspout at Seton Hall University to go see Charlie Daniels' band. Get the hell out. Really? <laughs> Me and another guy, Glenn. Uh-huh. I went up first. Security came. He was escorted out. They never found me. I got to see the whole concert. <laughs> you mean they never found you? They didn't look up? I mean, well, actually, no. I was in through the window already. Oh, man. Were you like was a... past pirate radio. I got to talk to all the guys, all the DJs and stuff like that. Oh, oh my God. That was such a great time that night. Were you like a thin, light, spindly kid who could make these climbs? Oh, my God. Yeah, not so much anymore. But... Yeah, really. Back in, <laughs> in those days, we're not, we're not really sneaking into too much today. But back then, oh, yeah. Yeah, but you know, that always sticks out in my mind. That's a great, that's a great story. And how was Charlie Daniels? Oh, phenomenal. You know, I'm sorry that he's gone, but uh, just phenomenal concert. He always brought it. Andy, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Stick around. We're taking this into the next hour. Just sneak in. Wherever the road takes. It's right. It's all right. Steve Trevelisse. And you, hanging out till 11 o'clock tonight. Getting you through the night on New Jersey 101.5. Tomorrow night, Trevia, Music Movies Television, New Jersey, New Jersey 101.5. Special guest, Don Jameson. It's his birthday today. Uh, he and Jim Florentine is going to call in as well, talking about terrorizing, terrorizing telemarketers. They put out the latest edition, and they'll be in. Uh, Don is going to be here. Jim's going to be on the phone. And... Uh, also, uh, Gemini is going to be here. Justin Gonzalez is going to be here. A good time shall be had by you all. And tomorrow night, we're going to talk about if you're a high school uh, football player, parent of a high school football player, we're going to talk with uh, court- Jersey quarterback guru Matt Pistardi uh, about high school athletes and what's been going on in the schools. We, uh, we had two people die, two, you know, two players die, two players get seriously injured just in the last month. So uh, it's on NJ1015.com. Evan Vote wrote. So stick around. We're talking about now. Have you ever snuck into some place? Places that you have snuck into. A woman snuck her little baby child in a baby buggy into Disney. 
to avoid paying the $129 admission fee. You almost can't even bother her for that. You know? You, you want to applaud her for that. I don't know why anybody want to go to Disney anyway. I mean, I think they've wished upon enough stars. I mean, really, it's, it doesn't have the magic that it used to. But that's me. Your, your thoughts. Boomer is in Tom's River on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Boomer. Hey, Steve. How you doing tonight? I'm good. Give me the coolest place you ever snuck into, Boomer. All right. So at music festivals, um, you know, at the front gate, mainly camp festivals, you would have to go through the normal security and they check your bags and whatnot. Right. So instead of going through the front gate, I would pack my, you know, I can't bring in beer. So I'd pack my backpack full of beer and I'd walk backwards through the exit. And it's kind of like an optical illusion where the human mind can't pick up on what's going on. So with people leaving and whatnot, so I just walk backwards right through the exit. And every time I'll get in a nice backpack of beers for me and my friends. You walk in through the back, you, you walk in backwards through the exit and it works. Backwards through the exit, it works every time without fail. Yeah, yeah as long as as long and that as long as you know what you're doing, you look like you know what you're doing. You can't lose. Exactly, you gotta look like you belong there. That's half of it, right there. Uh huh. You got it, kiddo. Thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5 in Flemington. We have none other than Andrew. What's going on, Andrew? Oh my God, you're giving me an intro. What pressure, man? What pressure? This better be good, <laughs> Andrew. This better be good. Well, I'd like to tell you three quick jokes first, please. You want to tell... All right, give me quick, three quick jokes. Did you hear about the newspaper critic who went to the circus? Tell me. He said it was intense. Okay, and the next one. Um, uh-oh, I can give you one more. Um, you know that uh, there's an old saying in comedy, you can't make all the people laugh all the time. Right. Last night, all those people were at my show. Ah, okay, okay. The, now I remember the third one. Okay, this is one I had never heard. My friend told me this about a week ago. Which U.S. state is known for its small-sized soft drinks? Say that again? Which U.S. state is known for its small-sized soft drinks? What's that? Mini soda. Say that again? Oh, mini... Oh, God. Andrew, this better be one hell of a sneaking in story. Because obviously you did not sneak into a comedy club. No, yeah. You think I would have knew it better to tell jokes then? Uh, Yeah, so when I was about 12, I don't know if you remember. You remember the original Star Wars? Yeah. 77? Right. Now, remember there was a sequel like three years later, The Empire Strikes Back? Right. Yeah, so me and my friend, we wanted to see it, but we didn't have the $4. So we had a friend that worked at the movie theater. He was an usher. Right. And after one of the shows let out, he, he, he let us come into the uh, exit door. And we saw, like, the movie twice or something like that. Oh, that's pretty good. So you got to see the movie. See, I, I, I don't know. I've, I saw Enter the Dragon one time. I went to, um, it was in, in Brooklyn. And my friend got his license, and we all went to see Enter the Dragon. And I thought it was a great idea to go see Enter the Dragon until he refused to leave. And we saw Enter the Dragon like four times. We're at 11 o'clock at night. Come on. I know this movie by heart. Can we get the hell out of here? I ain't leaving. And he had the car, so we got stuck. Yeah. But, Can I tell you an escaping story? Tell me an escaping story. I lived in the Bronx at the time. I was in grade school, fifth grade, right? Right. 
and they didn't want us leaving the grounds of the school for whatever reason. Right. And I remember a few times, quite a few times during lunch break when we'd be all out in the yard playing, exercising and stuff, there was this wall that was like 12 feet tall. And I, and I was about four feet tall at the time, maybe. Right. The wall was about 12 or 16 feet high, almost vertical wall, concrete, not quite vertical. Right. right. And over that was a six-foot fence. We used to scale that wall and go over the fence just to play hooky. You really wanted to get out. <laughs> Thanks for the call. I would do that. I would do that. Dom is in Lawrenceville in New Jersey, 101.5. Hey, Dom. Hey, man. How you doing? I'm good. How are you, pal? Hey, I'm doing great. Feeling better. There you go. Um, but, hey, uh, I know my buddy has uh, told you about this before because, you know, he, he's a you know, big caller. Right. But uh, me and him snuck into the Daytona 500. How the hell did you do that? Uh, we used the Everybody drone. was going right and you got left. <laughs> Everybody was looking hey, left hey, and you hey, went right? Hey, they go left. Yeah. They only go right on road courses, but still. Okay. Um, we used the drone. We only we only used one ticket. Basically, I snuck in. And you used a drone to get the ticket back and forth? Wow! Dominic, that's genius! Hey, hey, I, I'm smart once in a while. Don't let my wife, you know, hear you say that. No, God, only should we use the drone to follow your ass around. You don't want that. Hey, oh, my right, God. Fella. That is brilliant. So, so let me get this straight. So, so the drone, so you put the ticket in the drone, and it flew it back over and gave it to the next guy, and you got the drone back? It, it was one of those small drones, not one of those big ones. It was only like a $50, $60 drone, and he taped the ticket to the bottom of it and flew it over the fence. And over and over and over again, right? Hey, got in. Didn't have to pay $150 to get in. You know what? They should have given that. To, it's better than having you try to squeeze into a baby buggy at Disney World. I like that. Yeah, I couldn't do that, man. I'm not a big Disney fan, but still. That's genius. Hey, sneak it in. It's a great way. Absolutely. Dom, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Yeah, see, that's kind of creativity I want. How? Give me some creative ways that you snuck into events. We had Boomer. He's walking backwards into a music fest, and it worked. Right? We got, we got Dominic. He's using drones to get into the Daytona 500. I know. I know you. You have snuck into some places. I want to hear the coolest places you ever snuck into. Were you worried about getting caught? 1-800-283-101.5. You ever sneak into a game? I've snuck in to see the Knicks. I've snuck in to see the Rangers. You know, have you ever snuck in to an event? Or is you ever something you say, I'm just not paying for this? Great adventure. My God, great adventure was easy. Great adventure. Well, I don't know like what it's like now. But then again, you know, the idea that when somebody's saying we're going to raise the prices of the park to keep out the riffraff, we don't want this to be a teen hangout. What are you expecting? And then you see this decline in attendance forces a veteran, a military veteran, to close his submarine shop, which he sunk his life savings into, right outside Great Adventure. I wrote the story, Hotshot Subs, on my uh, page at nj1015.com, and it said, but where are some of the places in New Jersey? Have you ever snuck into a concert? Ever snuck into a Springsteen concert? I mean, Vinny Lopez called here once and told about the time when he snuck in. I forget what it was. I think they snuck in to see Eric Clapton in San Francisco. 
1-800-283-101.5. One thing we can do in New Jersey, we can sneak into places. I want to hear some of the places you snuck into. Because when I heard the story about, you know, the woman uh, smuggling the kid in the baby carriage in Disneyland, the Disney World, I'm thinking, God, that's so Jersey. And then I'm thinking, well, on the one hand, is this the lesson she wants to be teaching her child? Yes. And on the other hand, I'm like, you know what? If you are asking 10-year-olds to pay $129 to get into your theme park, you deserve. It's almost people's obligation to sneak in. Not even like they have a choice. 1-800-283-101.5. I'm Steve Trevelis. Here's New Jersey 101.5 Fast Traffic. The 1.5, Steve Trevelis, 1-800-283-101.5. Woman uh, sneaks her kid into Disney World in a baby carriage and uh, goes viral. Eight million people have seen it. Disney is charging $129 for people 10 and older to get into the park. Can you blame someone for trying to sneak somebody in? Then on the other side of it, well... If you can't afford to go to Disney World, why the hell are you sneaking somebody in? Like, what happens once you get into Disney World? So you you get the 15. You, you ever take, I don't know how old this kid is. Kyle, find out how old this kid was uh, that was snuck into Disney World. I'm pretty sure. I'm, very, I'm hearing from toddler to 15 years old. And I've seen the video, and the kid gets out from the baby buggy. And the question here is, you know, uh, the question here is, what happens once you get her in? Nicole's in Long Branch on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Nicole. Hi. I I fixed my phone so oh, I can good. hear. Okay. It was the Garden State Art Center, PNC. You snuck into the Garden State Art Center? Yes. How did when you do it? I was... Um, 50 now, but I, this was when I was in my early 20s. Right. And two of my other girlfriends. Right. Well, we had a good friend of ours that worked as a security guard. Okay. You know, he just, that always you know, helps. Yes. So we walked around the gate until we got to, because there was barbed wire. It was all, it's all barbed wired. Okay. And there's this one area where the gate opens but it was of course locked and chains and everything so at the top though there was a little space where you could you know climb up and get through and my friend was on the other side so you know he helped us back down you know which would have been the hard part because Climbing up wasn't so bad. Right. Coming but, down is the hard part on the other side. Yeah. Yes. Um, so when we got to the top, he kind of, you know, ha- ha- was guiding us, like holding us so that, you know, we didn't fall down. Yeah. But um, let's tell you, it was a tight squeeze, but we, uh, it was the um, uh, Steve Miller band that, we got into see. How about that? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, are you still are you still a Steve Miller fan? Yeah, I love Steve Miller. Okay. Did you see him lately? No. I, I heard haven't. he's really good. I heard that what he does before the shows, he would ride his bike 
around the outside of the art center yeah. to hear what people yeah. say about him. Really? Yeah, he would ride around just mix because you you never see Steve Miller, right? You never see his picture on albums or anything. It's always like a symbolic thing, but you never see Steve Miller. So he would ride around the stadium, like the out the event, and just to hear what you know, the, to listen eavesdrop on what people were saying about him. You know, who else used to do that in California when they started out. The Eagles would do that. They would uh, sit at the bar. And waiting, oh, people were waiting for the show, coming up to the concession stands, like to buy drinks and stuff. And they would just yeah. be sitting at the bar, just not even saying anything, just to hear, you know, to get a vibe of what the, you know, the the audience was like. Yeah, pretty cool. I think Bruce Springsteen, uh, I think, did that too. Well, Bruce is so beloved. I mean, he can go anywhere, and be, it's nice yeah. about Bruce. They'll leave him alone. They'll, they'll, you know, he'll nod. You know what I mean? But you know, he doesn't get like the the Beatlesque swamp. You know what I mean? Where, oh my God! And they crowd him and everything. He probably would if he did it at a concert. But yeah, you know, uh, that's that's pretty good. Now, could you still see yourself doing that? Um, nah, probably not. Probably not. Probably not. Yeah, uh, I don't think I could. I mean, I'm 50 now, you know, so I got aches and pains. And, yeah, we ain't climbing the watch center steps for this. That's all right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not for Steve know. Miller either. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> All right, that speaks of the pompatus of love. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. Sneaking into the movies. Now, as far as sneaking, the, the idea, the first idea is sneak into the movies. The other thing with sneaking into the movies, what happens when you sneak into the movies when, like, you're under 17? Did you ever sneak into a movie that was R-rated, and you, uh, you know what I mean? It was like it was an R-rated movie. You weren't old enough to get in. So I've done that. You know, I did that. I went to St. Joe's uh, up in West New York. And I was a freshman. And I forget what the movie was that we wanted to see. But you had to be 17 to get in, right? So we did the deal where, you know, we, we, we put on, like, trench coats. I was a big guy. I'm a big guy. I'm, like, 6'4". But, you know, you, you, you put in, uh, you put on the trench coats and newspapers under our arms trying to act real grown up at 17. And, uh, you know, the woman behind the counter, you know, couldn't speak English. She didn't care. God, go in, go in. So we got to see boobies for the first time on screen. Uh, but 1-800-283-101.5. Give me some place that you snuck in. Big, small, I don't care. This, this is a challenge to sneaking in. Sometimes even when you got the money, I got to sneak in. I got to see if I can do this. You know, is there a place that you can't get into? There was a time when uh, Al, uh, Al Stewart, you're the cat, called in and told the story about when he snuck in to see the Beatles twice. He snuck in to see them when they were playing a local theater, and he got to meet John Lennon and hang out with him for a while. And then when they were appear, when they were doing the press conference at the hotel, uh, he and his friends snuck in again. And the story is on nj1015.com. And Ringo figured it out and threw him out. <laughs> 1-800-283-101.5. Sneaking in. And the other thing, too, is when it's the challenge. Like when somebody dares you to sneak in, then you got to sneak in. Whatever the event is, you know, 1-800-283-101.5. Has anyone ever been caught sneaking in? 
Like, do they just turn you around and, you know, get the hell out of here, nice try? Has anyone ever really busted somebody for sneaking in where they would just, uh, you know, throw you out, put you in jail, take you to cops, to police station? Robert's in Pennsylvania. Robert, what did you sneak into? Uh, back in the 90s, back in the late 80s, early 90s, I uh, was in Beverly Hills at the Beverly Hills Hilton. Right. I left the Four Seasons in Santa Barbara. Same staff, pretty much moved the whole staff down there to chef. So I was lucky. I became a second butcher. Right. They had the Screen Actors Guild, and they had a lot of stars running around there. And then they had the Academy. A lot of stuff with, with uh, movie stars. Nice. And uh, I met Annette Funicello, Rodney Dangerfield before he died, but just a lot of stars. You know, I came across, I got reprimanded and got sent back to the kitchen. Never happened again. Oh, man. But you got out. You got out. Yeah, that I, was that was great. You snuck in and got the mingle. Yeah, I mean, I did a little, you know, prancing around the place when I was there. I was young and I was uh, working for them. But I, I really, when I snuck in there, I was just starstruck. Awesome amount of stuff. I couldn't even tell you, Robin Hayes. I'm just trying to catch up with what I'm thinking. But there were so many people from the late '80s, early '90s that were right in front of me, uh-huh. uh, and I didn't have a cell phone, so I couldn't snap photos. So uh, I know that that's the part that sucks. Like now, we'd be taking photos like crazy. What did you ever sneak into? In college, a friend and I went to the uh, arena that was on campus that was having an Elton John acoustic concert, just Elton John yeah. and a piano. So we're walking around the outside of the arena, and we see this truck bed that's parked up against the arena with event staff jackets. Right. So me and my buddy took two event staff jackets, right. knocked on the door, and saw some students that let us in. We saw the whole show for free that's and got away and ditched the jackets as soon as we got inside. <laughs> that is fantastic. 9.30. Now the latest New Jersey news. Asking you. For the places that you have snuck into, what are they? Uh, a woman tried to sneak her kid into Disney World. You got to do that when it's under $29 for a person over 10 to get in. But like I was saying before, if you're going to bring somebody, if you're a parent, and you've been to Disney World with your child, Kyle, how old was that kid? Do we know? Uh, if you're going to do that, how old was that kid? You could have Conflicting reports, right? So nobody knew the exact age. The best I could get was they were elementary age. Elementary. So they weren't, so they weren't like an infant, yeah. and they had to have been older than 10 because that's when you had to pay so for the admission to get was in. was sixth grade? Yeah, I would say I gotta say, grade. I got to say between three, no, 10. Let's say between 10 to 15. Yeah, around Because I had heard 15. Yeah. All right. So still, if you've ever taken a 10 to 15-year-old to Disney World, what do you think? It stops once you get them in the park? You don't think they're going to, you know, when people start putting stuff in their hands, when uh, the mat, when the fairy princess says, here, hold the toy. Why do you think they're doing that? Uh, they think they're going to want to feed them? Where are the places you snuck into? Wall, John is in Wall on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, John. Hey, how you doing tonight? I'm good, pal. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. All right. Where did you sneak into, my friend? All right. Well, I don't know if it counts as sneaking in, but uh, my dad took me to an R-rated movie when I was way too young, but it was a great memory because it was just such a rip-roaring time. That's that. That's part of growing up, right? That's beautiful. I like that. What was the name? Do you remember the name of the movie? Uh, yes, I do. Are you familiar with the movie Team America World Police? Yeah. The one with the puppets? Right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't even have to tell you. It was just like, it was like me, my dad, like, 
just a bunch of other like college age guys. It was like a barely packed theater, but it was just hilarious. And like, you know, my dad was like, Hey, you want to go see the movie? I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? And you know, they didn't ask questions. I was like a tall kid for my age, but still I was not prepared for some of the scenes in that movie. I'm sure if you remember at one point during the movie, the characters, uh, the female characters, like, uh, promise me you'll never die. If you did, I'd have sex with you right now. And he's like, I promise. <laughs> of course, it's like just it's like two puppets. Now, how old? How old were you? How, now wait. Now how old were you at the I, time? I was twelve. That was like I was really now, young. Now wasn't that the best, right? Now, now, because it was a bonding thing with your dad. Like your dad had given you, you know, that kind of that. respect. Yeah, and look at this. To this day, you are twenty six, and it's it's going to stick with you the rest of your life. I love that. That is oh, so it cool. Really is. Uh, yeah, even recently, me and my dad saw the new Top Gun movie, and that was a great time, just going to the movies with my dad. It's where we bond, you know? That's the best way to do it. John, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. My old man and I, would, you know, we would talk sports, you know, and, and when I was 12, and it was like, that's the great equalizer between a father and son. That's where you, your father gives you the respect. Other than yeah, anything else, like, what do you know? You're just a kid. With sports, different. The first thing you'll talk about with your dad uh dave is in philadelphia on new jersey 101.5 hi dave hey how are you tonight i'm good how about you i'm doing great thank you all right tell me what you snuck into i snuck into an anime convention just to see a band that my wife and i loved this is about six years ago what was the band the band was platform one it's a local band in the uh in the area and uh we've been following them around and uh they got invited to this anime con and their set was less than an hour you know i think it was scheduled for 45 minutes right and uh we get to the convention the cheapest adult lanyard was 45 dollars each oh, screw that what what is in anim <laughs> what is an anime.com yeah, no, where they dress up as those japanese cartoons it was oh loaded, like animation with Yes, it was loaded with a bunch of mostly young girls right. uh, in these crazy outfits. Right. We're looking around from the entrance, and there's not one thing that we saw that was interesting to us. But we really wanted to see the band, so we left the building and entered back in the re-entry. Did you meet them? Did you go talk to them? Oh, yeah, I actually helped them clean up afterwards. Cause, uh, we, we, you we snuck in and you helped them yeah. clean up. I like that. Well, the band, not not the convention. No, I you know, we help. We I helped them take some of the sets down. But uh, so so we uh, we went in the the entrance for people that already had lanyards. Right. And we zipped up our coats so so that they couldn't tell if we had a lanyard or not. Uh -huh. Well, they're they're paying attention to all these teeny bopper girls making them unzip their jackets and make making them prove that they already paid. They didn't take a second look at us. We just merged in with the group of kids. They probably <laughs> thought we were parents. Uh, and we got to see our band. I like that. And uh, it was great. And uh, another uh, confession I want to make is okay. do pay for movies. Right. And then I'll hang out in the bathroom for 10, 15 minutes and then go find another movie to watch. Well, you know what you can do? I mean, you don't have to do that. You could just, as you're walking out of one theater, just walk into the other movie. I've done yeah, that. It depends on how much time is passing. If if people are, uh, I like to let people get in because now it's assigned seating, and oh, uh, I yeah, don't want to get about that. in somebody else's seat. 
Yeah, but that's my other little confession, and I'm 50 years old, and I still do it when I can get away with it. You see, it's sport. At this point now, it's like we have so little thrill in our life when you reach 50, Dave. We got to do what we can to keep uh, to keep the flame going, to keep things exciting. You know what I mean? And if you got to sneak true. into a movie, then by God, sneak into the movie. As long as it's a good movie. And you know what? If you sneak into a bad movie, you don't feel so bad. Hey, that's a good point. You actually feel like uh, you didn't throw your money away. A movie so bad, I actually snuck out of it. <laughs> that's a great <laughs> review. 1-800-283-101.5. Fred, I want to give you more time. Tell me something in New Jersey that you snuck into. 1-800-283-101.5. Hey, guys, Bill Spady. 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis asking the musical question. Have you ever snuck into anything in New Jersey? Uh, a woman tried to sneak a daughter into Disney. Actually did and uh, went viral. Because the first thing you want to do when you sneak somebody in, tell everybody. That always works, right? Uh, usually when you sneak somebody in, you don't say anything. Until years later when some radio guy will go on and say, hey, did you ever sneak in anywhere? She did it that day. That's stick a duck. Uh, Fred is in Linden on New Jersey 101.5. Hello, Fred. How are you, Steve? How are things this evening? Good, buddy. How are you? I'm doing well. I should be at the Mets game tonight, but I'm a little under the weather, so I'm watching on TV instead. Are you better off on TV? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so uh, what did you sneak into? Well, I, I'm, I shouldn't be proud of it, although sometimes I am, but there's actually a culture of, of it's not just myself, but there's a, a number of people who are highly skilled at sneaking into all kinds of things, you know. Really? Ranging foods. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's actually, I would say there's about a dozen guys of my level. Right. Um, oh, we all really? know each other. It's kind of like a den of thieves weird thing where well, reservoir dogs maybe would be a good analogy because we're all skilled and we know each other's skills and 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 we all you know can work with you know, verbal eye contact and stuff but we don't know each other really well and we respect each other. Do you trust each other? Right, exactly. And you know that ranges from concerts, ball games, and. But I've done some crazy stuff, not only in New Jersey, but I've, I announced at work one day back in 2008 that I was going to be flying cross-country specifically to see my beloved Giants in the Super Bowl. And? And I honestly think I was the only one who successfully snuck into that Super Bowl without the assistance of somebody there. You know, which, wait, 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 which Super Bowl did you sneak into? When the Giants beat the uh, unbeaten Patriots out in Phoenix. In 2008 in Arizona? Nice. Yeah, yeah. How did you do that? Well, I did my homework. I prepared for it. And, you know, I was ready for the challenge. And I was ready to sink on my toes. And it started, I, I ran into a few obstacles that I didn't anticipate. Um the first, very first obstacle was they were checking tickets and checking bags to make sure nobody had a bag that was oversized. Right. My camera was deemed okay to go in, but the bag the camera was in was too large. You can So I got into an argument with the guy right off the bat because he wouldn't let my bag in. And it actually worked to my advantage because it distracted him enough 
that he didn't realize I didn't have a ticket on me. So I got past him and then made it to the metal detectors, which was in a big circus tent. Right. Um, had a, had a couple of hassles at the metal detector, but not too bad. Right. Uh, when I finally got through that, um, I basically, at this point, I still didn't have a ticket. And that was the point where they were now scanning tickets. And I said I was trying to get to the will call inside the stadium. I, I was a little bit familiar with the stadium. I knew where the will call generally was. But that curveball I didn't see coming because for the Super Bowl, they set up a portable will call way out in the parking lot. Oh, okay. They immediately called the head of security, and he came over to me, and he said, you know, how did you get this far? And the key of any time you're sneaking in is to deflect it and reverse it on the person. You tell me how I got this far. Oh, okay. So immediately put it on them. I said, I'm just following a line. I'm trying to get the will call. So he explained to me how Will Call was out in the parking lot, and I should have never been able to get out this, get in this far. Right. So he said, "I'm going to escort you out." And I said, "Give me a quick second. I said, "I'm meeting another person." Now this was completely fictitious. Right. But this is one of the greatest uh, tool for anybody who's sneaking in is the cell phone. Let right. me make a phone call. I said, "I need to make a phone call because I'm meeting another gentleman." We're both running a little late. I don't want you to escort me out if he's right behind me on my tail thinking the will call is inside as well. Okay. So he gave me a few seconds, stood next to me as I was making a fictitious out loud phone call to a phony friend. Right. Um, and immediately he got called away on his radio to the other side of the tent to another oh. issue. And I scanned the tent. I'm looking for fire exits. I see a slip in the one wall of the tent. And I said, as soon as he's not looking at me, I'm through that slat. Uh, That's exactly what I did. Made it to the outside of the tent. Now I know he's looking for me inside the tent. Now I have to move. So I basically went to an opening in the gate where the ticket takers were. Right. And had to get past them somehow. And I basically walked right behind the woman who was scanning tickets and I mean, brushed within inches of her and went past her, expecting to be tackled or yelled at or whatever. Right. Nothing. Got through, got past that. So that was another. You were home that free I at that point. I thought I was home free. Okay. I walk into the. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, Fred. I got, I, can you hang out? I got to hit the news. Could you hang out for a few minutes? Yeah, yeah, I'm in no rush tonight. All right, hold on. I'm going to put you on hold, and I want to hear the rest of this story. All right, Bobby Jean, I'm going to give you more time, too. Give me some place that you ever snuck into. This man snuck into the Super Bowl that the Giants were playing. Don't go anywhere. Dennis and Jean. Yes, we were, and yes, we do. Steve Trevelis. And you. All right, we're talking about sneaking in places we have snuck into. Woman snuck a kid into Disney World. Uh, $129 admission beat it by putting the kid in a stroller. So when last we left Fred and Lyndon, he was sneaking into the Giants Super Bowl uh, 2008 in Arizona. He had already gotten as far as uh, he'd gotten up, up to the will call window that uh, was actually outside when he had gotten inside. And I'm going to let Fred pick up the story now as he slipped through a tent flap. Fred, where are we and where are we? Well, like I said, I made it past the security tent, right. which is where the tickets were being scanned and metal detectors and such. 
And I thought I was in. I thought I had accomplished my goal. Right. And as I walked into the building, there was another scanner there scanning everyone's ticket a second time. And I didn't know this was protocol for the Super Bowl at this point. Right. And I said, whoa, that caught me off guard, and I had to play it off. And the woman asked for my ticket again, and again I said, I think my wife has the lanyard. I just took off my sweatshirt and handed it to her. I better go get it. Okay. I left the building and immediately knew I had to get out of there because she had a radio on her, and she immediately went for her radio. Now, this is where experience comes in, too, because now I switch baseball caps. Now I take my T-shirt off. I have another different color T-shirt on. And I'm basically in this no man lands between the stadium and beyond the security check. Okay. So I wandered in the no man's land to the next tent, which turned out to be an emergency services tent where there were various first aid folks and police officers. Right. And I happened to overhear a police officer yelling at a few other police officers that, hey, if we don't get moving, we're going to miss the kickoff. So a number of guys were gathering, and I said, this is my chance. And I literally almost was on the last guy's heels, but five five or six uniformed police officer and myself in plain clothes walked right into the stadium. Get the hell out of here. Wow. And again, my first stop, right to the men's room, and then I pull out the beautiful thing about big events like Super Bowls and World Series. Right. So on your outside the stadium to commemorate your, your visit to the Super Bowl. So I immediately I had purchased the lanyard, a plastic lanyard, and thanks to eBay, where people make the mistake of taking photos of their tickets, I had a reproduced ticket, the proper size, not near not oh nearly as good as should have been. But in a lanyard it looks perfectly 100% legit. That's amazing. There is a sick science to this. There, now, now, you do this not professionally, but what, for your own entertainment? You do this for the fun of no, it? No, I, I have a twisted sense of ethics. I'll never do it at the expense of somebody. Like, I'm never going to take somebody's seat if, you know, if they're not going to be able to sit in their own seat. Right. But I look at it that it's unfair that a typical giant diehard like myself is priced out because I agree. Three thousand dollars, right? Yeah, they don't want you there. Right. Uh, season ticket holders get priced out. And you know what? I bounced around from seat to seat during the Super Bowl. There were plenty of open seats everywhere because so many of the people at Super Bowls are there for the social event and they're watching the game at the bar. Mm-hmm. So I bounced around. I would watch ten minutes in this seat, ten minutes in that seat, and never once did somebody confront me and say, "Hey, you're in my seat." How about that? How about that? That that that's an amazing story. That, that is that the last time you did it, or have you snuck into other events? No, I'm bad. It's a it's a bad it's a bad habit. Like I said, bad friend, bad friend. Right. <laughs> you should write, dude. You have to. You should write a book. You should definitely write something I on have that. So many requests from friends that are waiting for it, and I keep promising it, and it is. It's going to happen. Well, when you do, you call me back. Let's go to Bobby Jean in Pine Hill. What a story. Bobby Jean, how are you? Hi, good. You're good. I don't have any sudden that. No, but you did snuck. You snuck in someplace cool. Where'd you sneak into? Uh, our whole family, Hershey Park, for five, like five years in a row. You snuck into Hershey Park five, with or without almonds? You snuck, you snuck in five years in a row? Yeah, what happened was when we were kids, right. we all wanted to go to Hershey Park, and I wanted seven kids, and we didn't have the money to go. So 
It started out with us sneaking into a blueberry field after they left and collecting blueberries and selling them and they raised enough money to go to Archie Park. And we drove all the way up there and the park was closed for a company picnic. Oh, and what did you do? My dad, well, my dad said, you know, I'll just eat lunch and just have a good day, you know what I mean? Best we can look at the museum and stuff. So my brothers noticed people walking out with the stick, these stickers. Right. And they were pulling them off and throwing them on the ground. And they ran over and asked them, what are you doing with that? And they said, it's so you can get in the park in case you come out to your car. And they're like, really? So now as people were walking out of the park, my brothers started asking everybody, can we have your tag? Can we have your sticker? And so we just put them all on our shirt and walk right into the park. So my dad said, you know what? Let's mark the calendar. And we'll take this ride next year. And we took the ride. And guess what? Same work picnic. And five years in a row, we hit that same work picnic. It was until they got uh, stopped doing this ticker state. That's and amazing. The blue light. Yeah. It was a big family did. Went through every year. How about that? That is fantastic. That, you know what? Now, now it's like a yearly bonding event, right? <laughs> to all get together yeah, and sneak into Hershey Park. Oh, uh, yeah, we would sit now. Now our friends would go out with us, too. Uh-huh. It was free, you know, we could get all day. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was great. The last year we stopped was the year they uh, started doing the, the blue lights. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, but my dad said, well, let's try. So he's getting the younger ones under the fence. Uh-huh. Uh, the older ones went over the fence. And See, that's, that's, that was it. That was the last year we went. It's the sense of adventure. Bobby G, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Okay, we got Trent, we got Ray, we got some great stories. Places that you have snuck into. I like that. The whole family would sneak into Hershey Park, and Dad would have a plan. You know, we got, we got, uh, we got, uh, what's it, sneaking into the Super Bowl, Fred. What a great story. Come on, this is what Jersey's all about. When I heard someone was sneaking into Disney World, I'm thinking, eh, why would you want to sneak a kid into Disney World? Because you're going to end up spending so much money once you get in there, even though it was $129 admission. Great Adventure used to have the Coke cans, no more. Uh, prices are getting ridiculous. I know there was a place that I worked at where their philosophy was, when in doubt, raise the price. Well, you can't do that anymore. Not that you could even do it then. But we have all been forced to sneak into some places. Where are some of the places that you have snuck into? 1-800-283-101.5. Here's New Jersey 101.5. Fast traffic. One way or another, you are going to get into your destination. You are not going to fool around. You were going to sneak in because that's what you do. We're not going to pay full price. Woman tried to sneak her daughter into Great Adventure, under Great Adventure, into a Disney World. $129 admission sneaks her into the baby stroller. And they get in, and it goes on TikTok, and 8 million people watch it. Because that's what you do when you want to sneak someone in. Part of the fun is sneaking them in. Part of the fun is telling everybody about it. So where have you snuck into? Let's talk to uh, Ray is in Union on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Ray. Hey, Steve. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. You're going to love this story. Your listeners are going to love it. Go ahead. I'm a student. I'm a student at Rutgers University in New Brunswick. Right. And Billy Joel had just come out with his first album, and he was playing with, and the music was great, of course. Right. And he's playing in concert at 
the at the uh, at the gymnasium, which was before the you know before Rutgers became what it is today. Well, it became it's Rutgers. Different, right? It was very different back then. So the gymnasium, the basketball, where they had the basketball court, was where uh, concerts were held, and on College Avenue. So I paid to get in there, and the place was was packed. And I my my dorm was on the other side of town. And so I had, I listened to uh, the entire concert until the last two songs. I didn't. I had to catch the bus, the, the, the campus bus, to go across town. I didn't want to deal with all the people, so I left a little bit early. As I'm walking out, I hear Billy Joel say that Bruce Springsteen is next door, and he's going to come and sing a song with us. Oh. Next door, next door was was where the student center is. So the gymnasium is to the right. If you're facing, if you're in the street facing. The gymnasium is to the right where the concert is, and the next building is the student center, and that's where right. I would catch the bus. I was, I was 10 minutes early before the bus was getting there, so I decided to walk in and look for Bruce Springsteen. As I'm walking in, I, as, there's a gentleman there, uh, and he was there because uh, he, he had, a, he had a, a friends that were in a group that were playing there. And I said, do you know where Bruce Springsteen is? And he said, oh, here he is, and he just happened to walk over to the person that I was talking with, and I said, to, I said excuse me. Billy Joel's next door uh, singing, and he would like you to, from what I heard, he's expecting you to go over there. He'd like you to join him for a song. So he says, oh, okay, good. So, we walk, so I said, I'll take you over. So we're, we, we leave the student center. We're walking over to the, uh, to, the, to the gymnasium. And I said to him, you know, let's go through the back instead of the front because there's too many people. It's going to be easier. So, so he says, okay. We walk, we, and I'm telling him stories. I don't I, believe this. Go ahead. Oh, this gets better. Wait, okay. Wait, this, this way. I, was, I used to be a lifeguard in Point Pleasant Beach on the ocean, so I'm telling him stories about, you know, that stuff. And, and, uh, and, and he's, you know, he's just, he's, we walk, so we, we get to the back of the door, and, and the police officer, campus police, says, you can't go in this way. And I said, this is Bruce Springsteen. Billy Joel is expecting him. And, and who are you? I'm his bodyguard. <laughs> what did Bruce say? Bruce's back. Well, was a, I was a fairly big guy at the time. I used to right. play so So he, he left. <laughs> that, and I put my hand on Bruce's back, and I kind of just pushed him. Not pushed him. I, I uh, helped him. I didn't help him. He, I put my hand on his back so that the officer would understand we were together, and he let us both in. Now, in the back where we were standing, it's a, it's a little alcove area, and you can, you can see... Uh, out from the from the door, they, they, all the people that are there, and the, and the stage is to the right. And so we were standing just to the to the left uh, of where the stage is, or you know, he, the stage is to the right, we're to the left. And when he finished, when Billy Joel finished a song or two, he came off, he came over, and it was Bruce Springsteen and me. And Billy Joel standing two feet from like, from one another. Don't you wish you had a cell phone for that? Don't you wish you had a camera? This is, it gets better. It gets better. It's almost done, but it gets better. Okay. Right. And so they're talking about what song they're going to sing, and I'm just listening. And so then Bruce Springsteen goes out. Now this is this is before, just before, um, and you'll know the year because I don't even know the year. So I went to I went to undergraduate school at Rutgers. Then I went into the MBA program at Rutgers. I was there a long time. Right. So I'm not sure of the year. It's mid seventies. This was about a month or two before Bruce Springsteen was on the front of one of the uh, one of the main magazine one of the main magazines, Life or whatever it was. Oh, Time and Newsweek. That'd be seventy five, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, so um, 
And it's interesting because you'll be able to date that with when Billy Joe's first song, first album came out. Because I don't, you know, I don't know the year. So anyway, so they're singing, they're singing together whatever song they, they were doing. And then when they when they're done with the concert, they came back to where I was standing because I I didn't leave. Right. And they both walked downstairs in order to, you know, that's where the uh, that's where you the showers were, and you know, and you changed. So I'm 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 kind of just hanging out. And then I go with a piece of paper over to Billy Joel first, and I said, can you please write something for me? And, he's, and I give him a pen, and he says, my hands are numb. I can't, I can't write. I said, listen, I'm never going to see you again. Please write this. Oh, God, that is so he great. He wrote on the paper the following. I dictated to the only student at Rutgers University who managed to sneak backstage without a pass. And he, he, put, he put that down and he signed his name. Then I went over to Billy, to Bruce Springsteen, and I gave him the other side of the paper and I said, could you please put down to my bodyguard? And he said, to my bodyguard, Bruce Springsteen. Now, this is the best part. You got a best part? That's not enough? You got a best part? Okay. Go ahead. I want to hear the best part. This is the best part. Okay. About a year later, Bruce Springsteen is huge. He's or a year and a half. He was, he was, he was amazing. I'm in New York City. Right. And he's at one of the major venues there. I don't remember which one. one okay. Of the venues. And I call up the, the front uh, box office and I said, because this is true. What I, I said, Bruce Springsteen said that anytime I want to come to one of his concerts, just for his manager, no. And the guy, whoever I was talking with, was laughing. You hear this all the time. I said, well, tell him or whoever you have to get to, because and I was you know, talking serious and not laughing. I said, tell him this. I was with him, and I was his bodyguard at the Billy Joel concert in New Jersey. Okay. A year or so. I get a phone call, and it says, you're in. And he remembers you. So I got backstage, and I'm hanging out with, with you know, I went to the concert, and I'm walking in and out of the backstage door, which is where all the all the celebrities go in and walking out to the street and then walking back in the building and walking out to the street so that everybody could look at me even though I'm not, not, not of no importance. Oh my God, that is amazing. That is, that, that, that's a great story. Again, you should write a book. That's another book. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh God. And you, you have, now you got to have these pictures framed on your wall, right? <laughs> oh, I wish I, you know something this, that, that order, there's two autographs on the paste on the paper. I don't have them. I lost them. What? And, but you know, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was important, but it wasn't so important at that time. It, you know, the, it's, you know, what you're doing with having people come on and tell these types of stories. It's a little bit of spice of life. It's so beautiful to be able to to be able to to do something that is. You'll never forget. See, this is why we advocate. Ray, I got to hit the news. This is why we, I love this, these sneaking in stories. You know what? Because you're creating a memory that's going to last forever. He snuck in to see Billy Joel and Bruce Springsteen. That's, that's the, pretty epic. Between him and the other guy with the Super Bowl, I feel I, I didn't do anything. I thought the movie was a big deal. Now I, I snuck in to see Elton you John. You saw Elton John? I mean, look at this. I, and, and, all right, Kyle, we have a mission. This is what we got to do. We got to match these guys. Bill, don't go anywhere. 1030. Now the latest New Jersey news. 4.5. Steve Trevely. Headlines and Trevlines coming up. Talking about places that you have snuck into. And Bill is in brick on New Jersey 101.5. Bill, thanks for waiting. How are you? Hey, how you doing, Steve? I'm good. I'm good. Tell me your story. All right. So we had a company function at Tavern on the Green in New York City. Nice. So we were hanging out in there. It was 
super boring, you know, awards, all this stuff. Right. So I go to the bathroom, and I notice in another room that they're having a great time. They have a, a wedding going on in there. And I'm like, whoa, look, I snuck my head in there because they just had, like, curtains. And I saw that they had, like, an ice sculpture. They're doing shots out of there. They had a chocolate uh, fountain. And so I went and grabbed one of my buddies, and I'm like, come on, bro, follow me. So we went in there. We crashed. We crashed the wedding. This is before wedding crashers. Oh man! In there, we were dancing with the girls, the bridesmaids. We went up to the bride and groom. Congratulations! <laughs> Shrimp, clams. We hung out there for like an hour. Wow! The worst. <laughs> the worst thing was that I was there with a date, and she was like, "Where have you guys been for the last hour?" Oh. Oh, great time we had. You know what? I always said, like, if I were ever homeless, I would just get a hold of a suit and just spend my weekends just going to different banquet halls and crashing happy hour. Get out. You know, you have the the happy hours in a separate room, crash happy hour, and then get out. Yeah, and we had suits and ties on because we were at a company event. Right. We just rolled right in, and we blended right in. That's a that, that's a great story. That's excellent, Bill. Thanks for the call to New Jersey one hundred one point five. How about that? You see what you can do. This is what you're learning now. Now, now, now that you know how to sneak into an event, I want you to sneak into some place and come back and tell me. Oof. I will. I know. I will have to try it. You have to try it. And the worst thing that could happen is you've got a memory. That's all. And the other thing that could happen is this. I've got news for you. Excellent news. Now it's time for headlines and trev lines. I read the news today. Oh doctor, doctor, give me the news. There's Steve comments on the headlines of New Jersey. Brace yourself, folks. For mind-blowing news. As only Steve can. What the hell's going on out here? We never know what the hell's going on out here, do we? We have no idea what's going on. What I can tell you is it's been a while since we've been able to do one of these segments. So because of that, I have to go back to Friday of last week very briefly because the boss. Ah, on this what day. is, what is, oh, what, on, oh yeah, I noticed all the, the Springsteen fans were all over Facebook with their pictures. Every time Bruce does anything, the same pictures come out. He did that book signing, everybody got their picture of Bruce, and happy birthday, Bruce, and there's Bruce standing there with the cutout. And like I said, it's been a while since we've done it. We don't have a show on Friday. I had to go back and do it. And then also today, which we learned just a little bit ago, Don Jameson. Don Jameson. We were, yeah, how about that? Turned 56. He'll be here tomorrow night. He will. He turned 56? 56. Oh, that old man. Born in 1966. Okay, all right. But he's a Jersey guy, just like the boss. Oh, Don's the best. Don is absolutely the best. And uh, speaking of Jersey, I want to go straight into a story. Staten Islanders are complaining that NJ boom parties, put boom parties boom in books. parties? We're doing boom parties? Which I had never heard of before reading this article, but they're complaining that they keep them up all night. And apparently what teenagers are doing, I guess, is they're going to like these specific locations. And there's some in North Jersey. There's also been reports of them down by Philadelphia by the Delaware River right. where people in Philly are having this problem, too. And there are teenagers just kind of super loud music, having these giant parties in like abandoned warehouses, places where you wouldn't necessarily imagine there'd be a party. I was in high school not too long ago. I never went to warehouses to have a party. I don't understand what the allure is. Have you ever heard is. of a rave? Yeah. Right? What's a rave? Yeah, it's just like a huge, you know, like get together. And actually, I don't know if we're thinking in of the same a kind of rave. right? I mean, what's, what's a rave? I'm thinking of a rave as in it's like... 
mass amounts of people. I guess it is kind of in a crash like a warehouse. Yeah, in a random location. I guess maybe. I guess I could see that. I mean, I know of ones in Philadelphia where they would do like you know. I don't get the appeal of that though. What do you mean? The appeal is everybody gets together. Where where they're getting together? You mean like why you'd want to go get together with your friends at a random warehouse? Like why? Why is that? You need a place. I mean, like when when I was a kid. But you know you're going to get shut down, or people are going to complain. Like what's is it worth it? Once upon a time. Before we left Union City, I was given a ghost 15. I was given a going away party. And I was given a going away party. They used to have these apartments all over the place. It was a very crowded city. And we used to sneak into the basements of the apartments. Mm-hmm. And uh, this party got apparently out of hand because all I remember being drunk out of my mind, being pulled out in one direction while the cops were coming in from the other direction. Oh, no. It was a whole thing. But uh, it was a long, long time ago. How old were you when you uh, said? 15. And my, my, that was a friend of mine drove me, got me on my, I had a bike, got me on my bike and got me to my grandmother's house and dumped me in front of my grandmother. And you weren't caught. I was not caught. So you were getting pulled out just I as the cops were coming pulled in. Pulled out, but but I mean, but the idea was that you know the idea was here's a place where everybody could you know when you're kids you try to find the place where you try to find the place. It's easier today. Like my kids, they all go to their friends' houses yeah. and all that. We're a lot more open back then. Parents were not open at all. <laughs> you know? I guess. But you had to find places. So now, like if you, in this situation, you got kids, they're all looking for a place. They're all looking for a place to hang. You find an abandoned something and you go <laughs> hang out there. See, I'm growing up in a generation where it was like, hey, my parents aren't home for the weekend. Let's have a party at my house. Well, we it did was, that all the time. I, but it was it was well, never, you know, hey, I found this abandoned warehouse on Route 206. Let's get a bunch of people there and you let's wouldn't just go do crazy. That? No. that makes perfect sense I, to I, me. I, if, I, I was, if I were your and I knew of an abandoned warehouse. It would not be abandoned anymore. <laughs> I just, I don't see the, I don't understand We could it. do, you know what? Maybe if I'd have known this, we could have done an hour. Or give me, give me abandoned places that you had a party. We could do that tomorrow night. Well, we got Jameson coming in tomorrow. <laughs> I just, <laughs> we'll do it next Tuesday. We'll do it next week. Uh, I, I'm telling you, if I did the topic right now, people would call in. Don't do it. I got to leave in a little while. People would call in with, you know, here's where we had a party. Oh, God, yeah. I, I just I don't know. It'll never make sense to me. Like you gotta why, you gotta bring you... you gotta bring all this stuff there, right? It can't just what are you be a catering. You need well, you. These, these boom parties, right? They're bringing giant speakers and stuff so that the speakers can play the music. You're, oh, you, that's kind of silly. You I mean, see what you know. I'm saying? Like, well, you, they're bringing. Yeah, okay. Well, no, I mean, you bring a party, bring music, right? Well, the thing course. about bringing the music is, wouldn't that draw attention to actually you getting caught and the cops show up and then there's trespassing and all that other stuff? Don't you see how it's not making sense? We in my just brain wanted here? to get the hell out. Well, kids today, <laughs> they were, we're dumber now than you guys were when you were kids. No, it, it, unless you were just going to run. I mean, the guy, the guy who's really dumb is the guy who's got to carry speakers out of there. Yeah, well, that could be problematic. Today. Yeah, of course. Really quickly before we got to head to the break, too, I just wanted to do a quick thing. So I saw on uh, NJ.com the B-52s are doing a farewell tour this year. They're still performing? Yeah. Like I that's thought... I, I never understand that. Like, why didn't they stop performing 25 years ago? Like, they're out of their heyday now. Who's going to see the B-52s? Apparently, somebody's going to see them. <laughs> they, 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 they weren't going to make any money. We'll be doing a concert. I'll just, right? I guess, yeah. I'll just never how understand are they stuff doing like it? that. I mean, like, because they, how many, how many, what do they got? Like, Private Idaho, Rock Lobster, um, Love Shack. Love Shack. And what else? Exactly. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know the many, B-52s well. Are they enough, on but... a bill with about three or four other people or something? They're doing, like, you know, a 40 minute set. I don't know. Uh, you know what? The thing about that is this these guys, uh, 
all these rockers, all these bands, you know, they they were lucky enough to make it for a period of time, like usually about five or six years. But they never want to live it down. And they get the, why would you? They get this annuity. I mean, think about it. Think of what a concert ticket. We, you know, when it's funny because when I when I back in the eighties, you get a concert ticket for twenty bucks. Not anymore. No. I mean, my first time at YSP, there was a there was a concert of uh, picture this a JFK. The Kinks, Genesis, Elvis Costello, Flock of Seagulls, and I forget who the other one was. Kinks, Genesis, Flock of Seagulls, Elvis Costello, somebody else, all in the same bill. And uh, they I, they come into the, our, our staff meeting. The promotions director would end the meeting by coming in with a stack of tickets. Oh, how many you want? How many you want? How many you want? Nothing. Today, those tickets are worth a couple hundred dollars each. So nobody's handing you anything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're a band today and you get to make that kind of money, why wouldn't you take it? I just don't know who's, I like, I get it for the band, but who's paying a ton of money to go see the B-52s? I just... The B-52s fans. Like, they, they had re- a strong fan base and, you know, kids, people will go just to have some place to go. But we have some place to go. We'll be right back. Jersey Radio. 1.5, where you, yeah, you, can win up to $30,000 on New Jersey 101.5. Listen, weekdays at 8 p.m. to 5 p.m., 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. for the Jersey Cash Code. And enter it on our free app every hour on the hour. There's a new cash code. There's a new chance to win $30,000. Info and rules on NJ1015.com. The $30,000 Jersey Cash Code Contest on New Jersey 101.5. So Kyle and I were talking about why would anybody want to go see the B-52s? Convince me. Because, first of all, people like the B-52s. They know the music. They're familiar. They buy the ticket. They go. If you're the B-52s, and if, if you're in your 50s or 60s, and someone's willing to pay you thousands of dollars to spend about 35 to minutes to an hour maybe singing a couple of songs, aren't you going to do it? Now, I get it from their perspective, I okay. guess. But All from right. the fan and perspective... you sell T-shirts afterwards, you get a piece of that, right? Look, financially for them, yes. But They're for making the people, more money now. I bet you a lot of these bands are making more money now with ticket prices... Of course. ...than they did when they, when they were hot. Of course. So then you do I mean, it. now you're paying, like, thousands of dollars for a Harry Styles ticket. Like, it's ridiculous what yeah, people are, what people are paying. Harry Styles money. No. No. They're getting B-52's money, yeah, which is uh, yeah, God knows what. Exactly. they would probably get 52. <laughs> anyway, enough, en- <laughs> okay. enough B-52's, because we got The Sopranos. Yes. Named the greatest TV show of all time by Rolling Stone. Now, this is something I could talk about Who forever. any idea, living in Jersey, that Jersey life would be so big that it would be the greatest show of all time? I wish I grew up around the time when this was huge. I was too young for it when it was on the air, but like gathering around your TV, what was it? What, what night of the week? Was it Sunday night? Sunday nights? night at 9 o'clock. Sunday night at 9 o'clock, man. My father lived with us for a while. Uh, he had a stroke, and then he moved in with us before he moved out and got his own place because we were cramping his style. Uh, uh, but every night, Sunday night at 9 o'clock. And if you grew up in North Jersey, uh, you know, you knew... You know, you were, you know, you, you lived that, you didn't live that life. Yeah. But, you know, you knew who did, or you knew, you know, you knew that life was being lived. And uh, it was just a different, uh, you know, it, it was just, it's so, you know, the, the show itself is so deep on so many levels. Oh, it's it, amazing. It could be funny. It could be a thriller. It could be, it could be anything you wanted it to be. Literal perfection. And it's a Jersey show. I say, when you live in Jersey, you're like, do you remember, we don't realize what we've got. 
you know, think of that. You know, the the Sopranos is a show shot in Jersey with a lot of Jersey location about a lot of Jersey things. Yeah, that becomes the greatest history, show in history. Television. That that article I told you about the uh, boom parties or whatever that reminds me of Whitecaps when Tony's out there and he's got the boat. There's Stugats out there and they're blaring music because uh, he wants to sell white uh, Whitecaps or whatever. It was I like called. the one where Meadow has the party at uh-huh. grandmother's house and Tony and Camilla laying in bed. And Tony says, what are we going to do when she figures out there's nothing we can do? <laughs> or AJ when he's but out in the city the, with no eyebrows. That was the, that, but that was it. It could yeah. be, it could be, it could be, it could be funny when you wanted it to be funny, but most of all, you know, it was human. It was real. And so going to school in Montclair, I don't know if I ever told you this, but I've driven right up to the house where it was shot at and, and took pictures of it. And like my friend lived in a town. Well, I did the Soprano tour. Uh, when I worked at Alice 104.5 and it, to, to, for Tony, to, I think it was like three and a half hours for Tony to actually, or two and a half hours for Tony to actually make the commute that mm-hmm. you saw in the opening. Really? To pass all those places. Yeah. Because you'd get on a bus and in Sea Caucus and you'd board the bus and they would take you to all these around and, and there'd be a tour guide or here's the Satriar Park Star and then at <laughs> the end you'd go into Bada Bing and it ended where you go back to where the bus, you know, the bus stop and they'd give you a cannoli from the local bakery. <laughs> and that was the tour. And they also had a Sex in the City tour. And the guy was telling me the problem with the Sex in the City tours that they'd go to all these different bars and they'd have trouble getting the people back on the bus. They, <laughs> they'd hook up and they know what to do. <laughs> all right, man, great show tonight. We do this tomorrow, okay? Can't wait. All right. This has been the Steve Travelly Show On Demand. Check out the latest from Steve on our free app or nj1015.com. New Jersey 101.